This episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is sponsored by Nature Box, where you can order great tasting, healthy snacks right to your door. Snack smarter in the new year with healthy and delicious treats like French toast granola. Support this podcast and get 50% off your first order. Go to naturebox.com slash rooster teeth. That's naturebox.com slash rooster teeth. This episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy. It's go time, and GoDaddy is here to help you kick ass online. Start your website today with a 295.com. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter promo code Rooster295 to get your .com for just 295. Some limitations apply. See website for details. Everyone, hey. welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. I was doing the wave thing. What was the wave thing? I said Jeff's hands to oh, give you fuck. energy. I was making my noise when you said that. It hey. wasn't the wave. The Just Mexican wave, did you call it? The Mexican wave. Here we are, Rooster Podcast. Once again, Gus, Gavin, Barbara, and Bernie, and Gus, and Gavin, and Gus, especially lots of Gus. Uh, so here we are for our podcast, our weekly ritual. How does a hymen work? Oh, you are well, a fucking cocksucker. got done in with a bunch of tweets. It's like, oh, you don't know what the hy- how the hymen works. How does the hymen work? How do I thought, you think it works? Why don't you look it up? I don't know. I've Google hymen. I don't want to see that. You've Googled way worse things. Have I? We, can we give a little backstory to those people who missed the episode last week? Last week we told a story. Gavin was about to make a point, and I tried to, like, steer you away from it because I could tell the point you were making. I wanted and, to be close to that point. And I pointed out that there was a really creepy article that somebody wrote years and years ago. It's actually a local film blogger. He was writing about a TV show, Heroes, how the young cheerleader, female character, teenage character, she had this ability to heal. That was her superpower. And he was said it was like a, I don't know what he said, geek fantasy, that her hymen would grow back every time after sex. <laughs> yeah, okay. So that's that was the conversation we had. We pointed out this creepy thing this the guy wrote on the net, like, Ten years ago. The way I thought it worked is And then that we got fucking hammered. The hymen <laughs> is some sort of skin tissuey membrane thing that the first time you have sex is broken. That is the myth, yes. And then they and then it that's it. But apparently it doesn't break. Oh, everyone's been tweeting me that it So moves. you do know how it works. You should, you I've just been out, reading a load of dumb tweets. But you point out to you that this is a uniquely female part of the anatomy. Yeah, like you don't. You don't have one as far <laughs> did as I, I know. mention that. No, I don't. No, think it's up a vag. Does he have to mention that? I, you know, listen. <laughs> let's be clear. Just let's so be clear. Explain for clarity. But I, I didn't. I, I just don't know how it works now. I thought I knew, but uh, apparently it moves. I thought it broke. Does it break or does it move? Buddy Burns? <laughs> Look, <I'm, laughs> I didn't even want this conversation. I, I didn't, nobody wants this conversation but you. Nobody I wants it but it you. Was broken because it's a. Well, thing. you're ignorant then, Barbara. I don't know. I don't like. I don't know. I don't know. Examine I have no idea. Right. I'm well, not a doctor. I am no smarter than I was last week then. You got a lot of stuff tweeted at you, though. Yeah. So did you see – I read this right before. I'm changing the subject away from Hyman's, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but I was reading right before <laughs> the podcast. What would that be? That the developers – One step off. The developers of the Candy Crush game uh-huh. have now filed a trademark on the word candy. They were approved for a trademark on the word candy in use in gaming, uh, films – Educational software and clothing. What? So now they're going after every app on the app store that has the word candy in it and issuing takedowns. Well, that's that so, so they were they were awarded a trademark. They were awarded. Yeah, they filed because for. It, it. So there's there's a lot of different things here. You have a copyright on something, which means you created a work, and then the copyright applies to it. You can trademark something, which says this is our brand. You trademark it. Then you can get a registered trademark, which is that R with the circle. That's typically say when people file for a trademark, they're getting a registered trademark. 
if the U.S. government did not tell them it's a registered trademark, they're going to have a tough time defending that. Yeah. So, so someone, the, 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 the filing was approved by the U.S. Patent and Trade Office, or oh, Trademark that's Office. That's a registered trademark. Uh, on Wednesday, and it is a, yep, they have it. Their, their claim for the trademark was approved. So if there's now a listen, selling. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> I've, I, my gynecological <laughs> skills are right on par with my lawyer <laughs> skills. Like right there. But that, that's my understanding. They, they have that. They have approval. That means they have a registered U.S. trademark. And a trademark's a big deal because you can't fuck around with a trademark. You cannot use it like um, – there's, there's style guides for anything that you have. Like when people put out a publication or like for Ruby, we have a style guide that says, you know, what Yang looks like, what my I, – I, I actually saw you come up with the whiteboard and move it down. <laughs> I'm – I have premonitions. Um, like, we have Ruby style guides. Like, this is what Yang looks like. This is what she wears. This is how tall she is in comparison. We have all the characters lined up mm-hmm. for all their height and all that stuff. They have the same thing with logos. But, like, I've worked with companies before where you cannot alter a logo if it's a registered trademark because that, in a way, waters down the protections they have of being a trademark. Yeah, even if it's just, like, changing the color or putting an outline around it, you can't do any of that. Can't right? do it. Change the font size. Change the distance between the, like, graphic logo and the actual text. Can't do any of that stuff. So registered trademarks are a very, very big deal. Now, can't use the word candy. So so someone who's selling cotton candy, and it says that on the packaging, is that an infringement of well, that now? Well, it's just in movies, well, games. Yeah, that's not, that, that's not covered okay. by apps. So so if they just, made a cotton candy app okay. where you could, like, make, make virtual cotton candy, <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, you'd be so in trouble. let me get this straight. The company that makes over a million dollars a day on their app, which is what Candy Crush makes, by the way. Kevin's an asshole. It's going after people just for the fucking yeah. word candy. So the trademark includes games and software, educational services, and clothing. clothing. So I guess filming, I was wrong about that. Now one. listen. Now so here's what they'll say. They'll say this is a registered trademark, and we have a registered trademark for candy, and they have an obligation to protect it, otherwise they could lose it, which is absolutely true. If you have a registered trademark, you and you see an infringement of it, you have to go after it because if you let it go by and you knew about it. Then other people can say, well, we can just use your trademark in any right. way that we please. So you actually do have uh, kind of a uh, – it's an onus to, de- to defend this thing and protect it. But if they just registered the goddamn thing, it's one thing to say we have to protect our trademark. It's another thing to go out and register one, get it, and then immediately start going after people. Yeah. So uh, – but the, the, the boggling one to me is clothing. Like how do they get candy on clothing? So like what if you have like a candy bar on your, sh- like, on your shirt? It says, it candy, says bar. candy bar. Can they go after you and tell you you can't use candy bar or you can't use candy? I, listen, I, I, I think it's okay to talk about this because it's all public record. Uh, when we filed our register, we have a registered trademark for rooster teeth and the what's called the cockbite logo, which is the rooster and the teeth together. But you don't uh, own roosters. But we don't own or roosters. Teeth. But we did register the trademark to be used. We or the word rooster. You had to say what you're going to use it for. And so we had to say we were going to use this logo was also going to be on clothing because it's one of the primary applications, at least from a merchandise standpoint, we put it on clothing. And we had one basically uh, – um, kind of argument filed against us. I don't know what the right word is. It's like an objection in a way, but it's not really formal. And there was uh, another company that had roosters that they were using on clothing. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a, actually a pretty famous brand. Le Coq Sportif. That's it. Yeah. And they said, we use roosters on our clothing. And they might have just filed it to say, you know, that this thing came up and they, they put like their kind of their mark in place saying we objected to this at the time. You know, in case it becomes like a big deal and we started making it's Le Coq Sportif shirts. Yeah. You know what I mean? They could say, no, we objected at the time. Le Coq Sportif. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. By the stuff. 
So yeah, that's uh, that's your your lesson on registered trademarks and U.S. patent law for this week. <laughs> so so fucking, I'm sitting over here and so bad at Gavin right now. <laughs> what? Because I specifically got you out of that conversation yesterday, last week. I sp- I saw where you were headed with your dumb fucking comment, and we're all disappointed in you. And I steered you. you away from it. I steered you away from it, and we still stepped in it as a result of you. Start the conversation. Start the conversation. First thing we do get in the podcast this week, he fucking brings it up. We're all very disappointed in you guys. You're a fu- you're just a jackass. I wasn't here last week. So I appreciate him bringing it up. I don't know how Hyman works, but I can tell you exactly how an asshole works. <laughs> it wears a medium sized shirt and drinks Red Bull. No, that's, that's how. A, that's a small. Come on. That's how it, a women's medium. <laughs> it wears a women's medium shirt and drinks Red Bull. That's how assholes work. Delicious. You should have seen how excited he was that he had a cold Red Bull this week. And it was he's like, oh my god, there's a cold one. Do you yeah. normally just drink them room temperature? No, I usually go to the other building and get a Red Bull. Give me the, give me the They're thing. usually hidden in the secret spot. Pass that to him. I wasn't even going to drink tonight, Gavin. You're making me drink. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so were like you that. excited that there was a cold one here? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that we had Red Bull in there. Why don't you just get a Yeah, apparently you never opened the fridge because you didn't know how to fucking close it either. Well, I didn't know there's a procedure in closing our fridge. Uh, the fridge here together. in the annex has been broken for forever. I think since the day we got that fucking thing. And the door doesn't close right. So I think Brandon, like, rigged up a strap of Velcro on it. So did they make an RT Life where they, like, drop kick the thing to try to close it? Brandon and does. Tara apparently rigged it up. Yeah, they yeah. did that RT Life. That RT life. <laughs> I like Gus's reaction. You could hear it in his ear. He was getting... I did that. <laughs> so Tara me. rigged up some Velcro. Like so the, uh, anytime you close the door, you have to, like, Velcro it shut. And you just went and grabbed your goddamn Red Bull and then just, like, closed the door. I've literally never got anything out of that fridge before. So how do you know there haven't been cold Red Bulls in the past? <laughs> I don't know. There might have been. I was excited. There's a really disproportionate, like, happy reaction there. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is it with this company and stuff breaking day one and then just keeping it around? What do you I mean? mean? Like, what we else? did that with a safe for a while. There's a safe that got stuck shut. We, sp- we paid then- 350 bucks for the safe. That's why. That was years ago. <laughs> I forgot about that. five years ago. That Brandon- was at the old office. Yeah, Brandon was trying to get it open for like six months or something, and then he was trying to return it or something. And- oh, I know why. I know why. Because the safe broke day one, but <laughs> it's like Brandon. <laughs> it's like, turn around and the safe's broken. And I say, did you put anything in the safe before the door broke? And Brandon goes, I don't know. (laughs) It was literally in the last two hours. Did you put anything in that safe before the door broke? And he just couldn't answer it. So we had to figure out a way to, A, to get in the safe to see if there was anything inside of it. And then, B, the other problem was that, how the fuck do you throw away a safe? It's not as easy as it If I remember, the handle broke, right? Like, it had one of those handles you turn, and it's like, you turned it, and it just, like, snapped off. It was like a 90-pound little bitty safe made out of solid metal, except the handle was plastic. Yeah. (laughs) And the gears that moved it were plastic, and it just stripped out. What's difficult about throwing away a safe? What do you do? You You just toss it in the dumpster? Chuck it in the dumpster. That's, you you're so wrong. You what, did you, what did we end up doing with it? We chucked it in the dumpster. But <laughs> yes, we, after thought. a lot of due Wait, diligence, why is we, that wrong? we chunked it in the dumpster. It just seems wasteful to do that. Yeah, I don't know. It's trash. Oh, it's wasteful. No, I'm with Gavin. It's broken. It's yeah, it's broken. It's trash. You put it in the dumpster. If a homeless guy can fix it, it's his. I don't know. I feel like there's a better place to throw away like old furniture or like objects like that. What, like your front yard? I don't know. Your front yard. My front yard. When I was in college... Um, these guys drove through our front of our house. They drove through and they, they, they stopped in the front yard. They drove through our lawn. They stopped in the front yard. And there was a bunch of dudes in the back. And they had a full-size deep freeze, like a standalone freezer. And it was in the back of a pickup truck. And two dudes go, hey, what's up? And we're like, what the fuck your lawn? <laughs> and they go, here you go. And they kicked the freezer out and it landed in the front lawn. And then they just drove off. And we're like, what the fuck, it's you been dickheads? Passed down from generation to generation. Did it work? No, it's fucking busted. They just wanted to get rid of it. So it's that's like, your problem now. That's the way we did it. And one of our guys was walking to the bus the next day and saw the guy's truck. 
So we drilled a hole all the way through the freezer, ran a big-ass chain through the whole dumpster, and then chained it to the guy's grill. And somebody <laughs> with a Sharpie on it wrote, hey, you dropped this. <laughs> oh, my God. Then we actually have video of the guy out there the next day, like, looking at this thing, like, what you the fuck? Him. Yeah, what are we going to do? <laughs> Where is that video? Yeah. I don't know. Somebody's got it. I don't have I'd it. I'd like that instead of calling the police and reporting him for dumping, no. you drilled a hole. That must have taken ages, for a start. Drilling a hole. Yeah, how long was his car parked there? We, dude, let me tell you something. When I was in college, we there would be we get in fights, like eight guys versus eight guys. We get in fights in the middle of the streets, West Campus, like right by the university. Cops would show up, eight guys brawling it out in the streets. They would go, all right. Come on, come on, go home, go home. Everybody never saw anybody get arrested. It was it made no sense to me. It's a lawless place out over there. It was completely and totally lawless. Absolutely, absolutely. Jeez. I'm trying to think. There was another time. Guys across the street, they were celebrating the Texas OU football game, so they built a miniature version of the UT Tower in their front lawn. And while there was like 60 of them out there building this thing, some other guys just drove through in a big ass scout. You know, it's like a big four wheel drive, and they drove right across. The guy's lawn. They didn't hit the tower, and everyone's watching him go. They all start chasing it, and I watched the guy get halfway. It's a big-ass lawn. Got halfway across the lawn. Then all of a sudden, his truck goes, Oh, my God. His, his truck stalled in their lawn. They beat the shit out of that guy. What made it stall? I have no clue. A scout is Palmer. a shitty car. It's, uh. it's, it's like, well, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of people who have scouts. You know, people fix them up and refurb them. They, they're awesome. You've seen them. They're like the... Um, it's almost like a like a jacked up, almost like a, a pickup truck with no roof. Sometimes people take the roof off a lot, but you, most of the people in college who had them, they were just like super old and shitty. <laughs> They're barely running. Yeah, the guy's oh. car stopped. That's so, that's fucking awesome. I remember some dude hitting the car with a fucking ball peen hammer, just going wow. down every panel. Bing 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 bing. Like he just, I guess he was working on the tower. Yeah, he just happened and to he have... you know, for whatever reason, a ball peen hammer. There were a bunch of hooligans back then. Yeah, it was bad days. It was bad days. Shit like that, shit like that still has to happen, right? It, it probably does. It probably does. I don't know. I, I feel mean, like people are so much more strict now about it. We were at the end of it. We couldn't have keg parties anymore in West Campus. They wouldn't let us do that anymore. The way to have all canned beer. In I've never had a good experience. Wait, with wait, 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 wait. Who wouldn't let you have a keg party? Well, in so this West is fraternity Campus? stuff I'm talking about now, which I very rarely talk about my fraternity days. But what? this is all fraternity stuff. And uh, there was a group called the IFC. Am I saying that right? Um, it was like the, the like the fraternity council for. Uh, I'm mixing up with the the independent film channel. <laughs> it was a fraternity council for UT, and there was a thing called. Uh, FIPG, which is the Fraternal Insurance Protection Group. So, but it basically, what happened? Somebody would go to a party. They would go to a keg party. They would get drunk. They would go home and they would hurt themselves. And then they would say, "These guys served me beer out of a keg. I didn't know how to drink, and it's their fault." It happens wow. all the time. It happens all the time. But there was a couple dudes who pretty much got their lives ruined. I mean, first of all, someone gets hurt, they probably got their life ruined. But then, like a couple guys, like who were college students at the time, just basically throwing a party. Because it looks like a business and it looks like an organization, when it's just a bunch of college kids, they would get sued. And, like, there would be a president of a fraternity who gets sued for a couple million bucks. And he gets wow. landed with that coming out of college, which sucks. But also so does a guy, which is – this is a real thing that happened. Dude got drunk at a party, went to UT. You know the Littlefield Fountain, which is the yeah. horses? Yeah. He fucking dove – he's so drunk he dove off one as a joke and dove into a fountain head first. Isn't that fountain, like – a foot and a half. It's deep? like a foot and a half. Did he deep. get paralyzed or? Uh, he was hurt really bad. Okay. I I I want to say he wasn't paralyzed, but he was he was hurt really bad. Shit. And so he sued the guys that served him beer at a party. Go um, sue someone, right? Yeah, I don't know what happened with that case in particular. So uh, this this uh, fraternal insurance protection group or whatever it's called, 
what they would do is they would come in, they would insure the fraternities, but then they had all these rules like you can no longer serve alcohol at your parties. Mm-hmm. And basically what everybody did at the time was instead of having kegs, you had canned beer. So it looked like everybody brought beer to the party. And that's the way you do it. Interesting. So there's all that stuff. So, you know, it's basically college. You couldn't just say everyone brought kegs. Just wanting to drink. You got yeah. attached to a keg one time. I did. I think that's an RT life. Mm. It was strapped to a keg by a That wasn't leash. cool. Thanks for doing that. Whoever did that. I can't, I can't really, I can't really, I mean, fault anybody for doing something stupid when they're drunk. I broke my leg drunk one time. I jumped in a, uh, a lake at night when I was drunk and <laughs> I landed on well. a eight foot diameter metal drainage pipe that was this far below the water. They said they watched me jump in. It looked like it bounced off the water. Well, you, you jumped into a lake. I mean, that's not as stupid as diving. It was a man-made bounce. lake in the middle of a neighborhood. Okay, that's kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah. We were at a party. We Did all ran down the hill. We all bong. jumped in. We all jumped in. This was in high school. We all jumped in. And then we got out. And then a bunch of people saw us jumping in. We wanted to jump in. They were like, too. So they all jumped in. All in the same spot. No. We missed this big drainage pipe. And I went to go jump in. And I thought, oh, I'm going to land this people. I'll jump here a little bit to the left. And I landed on the drainage pipe. and broke. It's the only time I've ever broken a bone. One week before graduation. Oh. I had a girlfriend. Uh, she was at a church lock-in that night, and I didn't tell her I was going to a party. And how the fuck do you hide that? We so, uh, partied some girls' house. I, uh, I broke my that. leg buying you flowers. <laughs> I was running to catch the flower <laughs> shoving guy. Shoving said, I heard you broke your leg falling into a hot tub. And I was like, no, no, that's exaggerated. I said, we all got out of the hot tub to run down. <laughs> <laughs> into the fucking lake. She broke up with me almost immediately. So did you I, have to have crutches during your graduation? I did. Like, I to did. go up and accept your diploma? I actually had a walking cast. And a bunch of my friends who, like, it was such a short amount of time at such a crazy point in your life, a bunch of my friends didn't know I had broken my leg yet. It just, it's, it's, like, it's like five days, five days before graduation, everybody's kind of doing stuff. And uh, some guy was like, I saw you up there, like, it looked like you were, like, strutting. <laughs> like that. So, yeah, but I had broken my fucking leg. Shit. That's the well, worst time. Have you ever my bro- ankle. You ever broken any bones, Barbara? Uh... No, I think I've only sprained all my fingers from playing basketball. Having the ball jam on it, mm-hmm. not a good feeling. Yes. What about you, Gabbers? Broke my schnoz when I was a kid. Mm. We need to break it the other way, don't we? Yeah. What happened? How'd, you, how'd, it, how'd it get broken? I was running out the back door, and I tripped and fell on my face when I was about three. Wow. And th- I don't think anyone knew that it was broken. I didn't even go to hospital. Mm. It just grew very bent. And they were like, oh, it's probably when you smashed your face. <laughs> that would do it. <laughs> No, I've never. I don't think I've ever broken anything. When I was a baby, I got dropped on my head and I got a, a hairline fracture in my skull. They said that the fracture is like from here, like all the way back here. You got fractured skull. My, yeah, my Did aunt. You? My aunt dropped me on a like a door jam, <gasps> and I fell like head first right onto the door jam. Wow. Yeah. Your dad's sister, your mom's sister. My mom's sister. Holy cow! When you were a baby, did you have a giant head like yes. a ball head? Yeah, uh, I think I've said it before, but my <laughs> head, uh, someone dropped their phone. My head was so big that uh, I had trouble learning how to walk as a baby because <laughs> I was so imbalanced and I was so top heavy that my mom had to buy this giant balloon oh, yeah. that I like used as a giant crutch to help me learn how to walk. I bet you could run head. fast though, like the forward weight of your head <laughs> would make you just run. Yes, I gotta, I, I, you, how fast you have to run to keep up with a giant head. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I wonder how much of my childhood I remember just because I've seen it on videotape. Because some mm. members, I'm like, no, I legitimately remember that happening. But I'm like, well, it was filmed, so maybe it's just that that I'm remembering. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How far back do you remember as a human? I remember oh, some stuff when I lived in Austin. I moved away from Austin when I was three. And I remember, yeah. like, going to the Hancock Center um, and, like, waiting in parks, like, down by the courthouse but, like, downtown. any really specific memory? Yeah. Like, I mean, they're all stupid. Like, what does a fucking three-year-old do? I was walking around a goddamn giant 
tree at the Hancock Center. And that's how I was like running like an idiot at the park down by the fucking courthouse. With your big yellow balloon. You have my big yellow balloon. I'm, I'm ruined because I asked someone this once and I can't remember whether, whether their story is my story or mine is theirs. Which cool. story is it? Because you I have like a collaborative memory <laughs> over time. Like, what you is don't it? remember if you just heard it from them. Yeah, like, I remember, remember, I kind of remember sit, being sat in a bookcase with a glass door and, like, closing myself in it when I was about two. I don't know if that was me now, though, because <laughs> someone might have told me that. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> you really don't know if it was you? No. How early in life did they tell you this? Was it, like, last week they told no, you? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what are you confused? Too? Like, you think it happened to your friend and your friend told the story? Yeah, I just can't remember. Why I mean, did you was- ask your friend? Do you I don't have any friend friends who have that story? I don't remember which friend. I, I could ask everyone in my life. Do it, do it right they, now. Uh, hey, uh, did you... Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Go on Facebook. <laughs> Go on Make posts. <laughs> peeps. But maybe then I'd reset everyone else's first memory, and everyone no. would remember sitting in a bookcase. That's how it works. <laughs> what about you? How far back do you remember, Barbara? Uh, I remember when I was four, when I was blowing bubbles outside my front house in uh, Montreal. So you have no memory before you were four? Nope. Like, memory when you're young is a weird thing. Like, I, I read some article about it the other day. I, I don't remember what the premise was because I disagreed with it. Um, but I feel like when you're that young, since you don't have language yet, there's no way to store the memory. It's like, how well, images. You, you remember images. Right, but how do you describe the image if you don't have language to... Well, how you wait until you develop language and you tell people what it was. <laughs> I mean, you just sat there for two years thinking of this image, and then finally you know how to describe it. <laughs> really? I saw this great thing two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was in a cabinet. No, a glass you, door. You don't need language to remember an image. <laughs> That'd be funny if the, everything worked that way. Like if we didn't know, we couldn't call the pyramids anything because they were built before they had English. <laughs> so we just, <laughs> when we got to that word, we would just have to give like a blank, like you know. Well, the idea of like a bunch of people finishing something like the Great Pyramids, and they're like, "What's that?" It's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> later. They have other build. They have other words for it: big building, tomb, <laughs> big building, triangle. But someone who doesn't know how to speak, if you show them three images and then show them one again, they can There's absolutely no correlation between language and memory. There's I, no I cor- think there is, because you can't write, you can't store those memories without ways to describe. How do dogs learn tricks? Uh, they have dogs have memory. Oh, you say what you're saying. They, 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 learn, they learn language. You you repeat the word over and over until they learn what that word means. So you think that until something learns to speak, it has no memories? Until, until, until it knows how to identify. Yeah, what about uh, like the, the the feral people they find, like in the woods? The people go off in the woods and they live uh, forever. Scum. Like a kid that escapes. A kid that escapes. Does, has that ever really truly happened? <laughs> I'm sure it has. I don't yeah. know. I always feel like those are myths. Who's that Jody Foster movie? Any... Nell. People have been raised by wolves. Is that is there ever has there ever really been a truly documented authentic case of that happening? Or is that just word of mouth? No, I think it's real. I think they did a documentary You about think it's kid. real or you know it's real? I'm asking. No, I've not seen the documentary. I'm saying, I, I know people say that it's a All real right. thing. Nell is a 1994 American drama film starring Trudy Foster as a young woman who has to face other people the first time after being raised by her mother in an isolated cabin. Never mind. She was with the mother. So, <laughs> doesn't even matter. Human. But anyway, a deaf person who... I don't know how a baby would escape. That would be tough for a baby to just like get loose. It just rolls out of its crib. All the yeah. way down the road. Or just gets forgotten about. A deaf person who That's never learned sadder. any sign language of any sort Go ahead. would still be able to identify images and remember things based on the sight. Uh, yeah, For I example, absolutely agree. You eat a nasty Ming and apple, and then later on you see a, n- a lovely apple and a Ming and apple. You're going to eat the nice one. 
You're going to eat the gammy apple again, and you don't know what it's called, but you'll just, you'll just think, okay. yeah, I won't go for it. Fair play. Yeah. yeah. Fair like, play. if you get out of Foghorn and blast your dog without saying a word, you just, boom. I think Pop loves dog. Ring the bell. Is the bell's not language. <laughs> but it's not a memory. Uh, dog knows. But I think also, an, some dogs react to, like, you pointing at things or doing some sort of, like, motion. Well, that's, you know, that's language. In I order. read a really weird thing, a yeah, really weird true. fact about Pavlov's dogs. Like, Pavlov's dogs. Like, all his, it's a, hold on, Pavlov's dogs, they were killed? What? Yeah, it was in the, um, it was, like, in the, in the World War II uh, Russian invasion of Germany. Like, we're back and forth in the fighting on that front, the eastern front. Something about Pavlov's dog. It came up in a, like, today I learned. What's Pavlov? What is Pavlov's the, the ring dog? the bell and feed the dog. Oh, okay. They salivate? Because they learn to associate the mm. ringing of the bell with uh, food. <laughs> they, did a, they did a joke like that in the office with Dwight. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> Pavlov's dogs were eaten during the siege of Leningrad. Wow. It'd be every time. That's a little depressing, that's, sorry. That's kind of a downer. Yeah, a little bit. I bet they remember that. <laughs> <laughs> did they ring a bell when they served them? <laughs> Does it look like that? Pablo's dogs, the main one in the experiment is actually, I guess, it's stuffed. You can actually see Pablo's dogs. Oh, really? That's Pablo's dog. Oh. It even has the little sensor in its mouth for the salivary thing. Wait, what? Yes. Yeah. What, so it still dribbles? No, it's dead. It's taxidermy. It still has something in its mouth for the, the It has sensor the, it has the sensor there to preserve what the experiment was. Oh. Do you know yeah. what this is? You guys know, you guys know what Pavlov... Yeah. yeah, I didn't know I can't say the name. Pop- right, I can't say oh, one time. But, yeah, you know, right? What about... Did, what, did they stuff Schrodinger's cat? <laughs> I don't think they did. I don't think they ever found Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> Would you ever stuff an animal or a pet that you had? Uh, nah. We, I think that's really weird. creepy. I think it's really creepy. It makes me think of that old story we talked about forever ago, like when we first started the podcast, about the dude who died in Puerto Rico, then had himself, like, embalmed. Nope. nope. Uh... Himself embalmed in a way that where he, I think he could be moved. So at first, like during his wake, they stood him up in the corner, like with sunglasses on and his arms crossed, <laughs> holding a beer and like a cigarette. And then they like moved him to where he was on his motorcycle. <laughs> and then they like he put, they put his helmet on. And, like quite, everyone posed with, like their final pictures with him. That's so like creepy. that's quite a common thing in some places. I think in Africa and stuff they do that. Really? There was a a Carl Pilkington documentary where he was helping someone do that. It was like an old woman, and they she was dead. They dressed her up and like. Sat her at a table and she was just like pretending to be doing something with like tea or something. She was pretending to be doing something. I don't know. She was dead. She wasn't really doing <laughs> she it. She was posed to be doing something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's. Did you hear about the serial killer in I think it was North Korea? Actually, I don't remember where. But they had him like cased so people could see that he was dead. Cased. Because he was so feared by so many people that they wanted to see like proof that he was actually dead. Was it Kim Jong Il? No. Well, that's fucked up. That's yeah. I, I get it though. I mean, it must have been from a really long time ago. It's like. This disgusting Who's corpse new, that you uh, could see in a glass Kim, box. Kim Jong-un? Kim Jong-un. So if, if, we, if we were to slag him off, would we be in danger? Mm, South Korea would. South Korea would? Yeah. Oh. They're like, they're, Seoul is like within artillery strike range of North Korea. But if we talk a bunch of crap about him, they can't Oh, I see us. what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. They might be able to hit Hawaii. <laughs> okay. Um, well, for the sake of Hawaii, hear, I would so slag him off. A couple weeks ago, there was that... Uh, uh, upheaval, I guess, in uh, Kim Jong Un's inner circle. He ordered the execution of his uncle. Yeah. Uh, the, the one of the did you hear the rumor of how it was done? I, I think they feed think, dogs or something. Yeah, that that they took him and like some other people, and then they fed him to a pack of like forty dogs that had been starved for three days. Ugh. But I think I 
I, I don't know that that's 100 percent true. I, there's, I mean, there's really no way to verify. It's fucking disgusting. But I've seen I've seen other documentaries about North Korea where uh, people who escape the prison camps in North Korea talk about how that's a, a common torture and like way that they kill imagine people. being a dude stepping out of that <laughs> with just 40 dead dogs behind you, just like. <sighs> That was rough. I'm super tired. No one's ever going to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's fucked up. Um, so, in in happier news, I saw today that J.J. Uh, Abrams announced that the script for the new Star Wars is finished. And Roughest be, segue ever. They're going to begin shooting in May. The, the more you bring it up, the rougher it gets. All right. I, uh, I can't point <laughs> out you went from dogs ripping dudes apart to finishing the Star Wars. So what do you want to talk about? I don't know, that. but I appreciate you getting off getting off the topic. But man, so maybe filming it. is going. to I don't appreciate getting fucking dragged back into it. Sorry, but filming is going to begin in May. Uh, I guess they're going back to the UK to uh, continue. To, to film now, Gus, you are a J.J. Abrams fan. Yes, you have liked a lot of his TV shows um, in particular. You like Alias? Yeah, I've liked a lot. You like I, I like some of his TV shows. I feel like he's done some other stuff I wasn't a big fan of. I can't think of him right now. Super Eight. No, he did the um, Fringe. I was not a big Fringe. Oh, fan. he did that one. Really? I think he was an executive producer and co-creator. It was popular. Yeah, not my, my, my cup of tea. But yeah, but yeah, I liked a lot of the stuff. Also, J.J. Abrams is like. His name gets attached to a lot of stuff that I don't necessarily know that he's a driving creative force behind yeah, it. Yeah, like with Lost, I think he helped right. early on, like with the concept for the show, and I don't think he did much beyond that. Well, that's all he ever does, isn't it? Just start stuff off and then start another thing? Well, I mean, he Not, does films. No. I don't think he did, I don't think he, that's what he did with Star Trek. Yeah. I don't think oh, that's yeah. what he I did mean, with uh, Super 8. I mean, maybe he focuses more on the feature stuff. Yeah. But how do you feel? Are you excited about I'm a I'm super JJ? excited. Okay. I mean, I think he did such a good job with Star Trek. I really... Even though a lot of people, I think, talk shit about the second Star Trek movie, I thought it was. I fine. liked it. I really it liked it too. People uh, really did not like that second Star Trek movie. I loved it, but I, I wasn't really an original movie fan. Let's say check Twitter. Do you find you're really picky when it comes to movies? Maybe no. Maybe not movies. No. I guess I'm not. I tend to like. I, I just saw Disney's Frozen today. You said you didn't like it. What? I thought it was fucking a great. A load of tut. Really. I really want to see Bloody this movie. Just How did they have a clip boring. of Frozen ready? Because I think I we were talking about it before it. the podcast. Okay. But also, no, no, props to them for getting together. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really a sucker for all Disney, Pixar, any animated movie like that. I the just, Snowman I love was all of them. I still haven't seen it. But it was just a toilet movie. Boring. Oh, you got a text or something. Ba-ding. Plus, I'm Why don't you fucking tell us that thing? Yeah, my bad. Fucking idiot. Um... <laughs> So yeah, I'm 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 really excited to see uh, a J.J. Abrams Star Wars movie. But uh, but I have to I feel like I have to temper my expectations after being hurt with the previous three Star Trek movies. I'm sorry, Star Wars movies. Uh, so wait, you didn't like those? No, I was not a fan. Really? So uh, I'll, I'll enter with tempered expectations. I got to say that that in particular, I know Star Wars the the new trilogy episodes one, two, and three get a lot of flack for a lot of things. The most egregious thing to me in all the Star Wars movies is. How much the episode one trailer gave away of the Phantom Menace? Because we've been waiting twenty years for that movie to come out, and you know, well, what did it give away that we didn't know? the The biggest thing it gave away is one of the biggest reveals I've ever mm-hmm. seen in a trailer mm-hmm. that's in the movie. Oh wait, let me guess what you're going to say: the double sided uh, lightsaber. If they haven't, sh- if they hadn't shown Darth Maul's double sided lightsaber, the the dual blade one. That would have been one of the greatest moments in that movie. And yeah. it, but we were all expecting it. We all knew it was coming. Does he deploy it? Both sides at once, or does he pull no, out? No, at like, first one he's fighting with up. one, yeah, and then like he does that spin and spins away, and then like 
does the thing where both the other side comes out. Oh, yeah. that's cool. That would have been cool. It is a huge moment. Like, yeah, it was awesome. zooming on him and he goes pew, 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 like that, and you're like, oh my god, it's double bladed light sword or light sword. <laughs> light sword. <laughs> and they, but they show it in the fucking trailer. But they also had like a ton of toys and stuff, which would have given it away too, wouldn't it? That's maybe a good point, Gavin. Like yeah. uh, McDonald's had a lot of Kevin. Happy Meal stuff. That's a really good point. There was a lot of merchandise that came out before. Or that unhappy hidden. meal in his case. Yeah. 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 I guess that would have been – that's one of the weirdest reveals ever. I don't know how many people who watch this uh, podcast would have been people who watched uh, Inspector Gadget as a cartoon when it was on TV. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Inspector Gadget? You watched Inspector Gadget? Okay. The villain in Inspector Gadget is Dr. Claw. And he's just a dude sitting in a chair with a cat and he's like – You just see his hand. Dr. Claw, right? And he's the scariest motherfucker of all time. And he's scary as shit. Yeah. Do you know that they have – they revealed Dr. Claw's face? He was, a, he was a McDonald's Happy Meal toy. And then that's that's how they revealed that character after all these years. They McDonald's. showed the actual Dr. Claw. <laughs> yeah, I'll see what I it. That's look really up, weird. Yeah, look up like Dr. Claw. How do they even have an image for like for what he looks like? I guess they, they just made him. it and they gave it to him. So there's, there's a Dr. Claw action figure. And they Bullshit. specifically didn't show this guy all what, that what time. What do you think is the coolest character that never whose face you never saw in anything? Hmm. That's a good question. Jenkins. Red versus blue. <laughs> um... Touché. I mean, they did it for a long time in the Bond movies uh, with uh, Blofeld. I would say for a long time. Nathan from the RT Comics. <laughs> <laughs> is that it this, like, cool. white-haired dude? Yeah. He's just dumb. Yeah, That's I'll, Dr. Claw. I'll see if I can... There's a weird illusion here. I have a red shirt on. I have a red pillow behind me. It looks like there's, like, a... My shirt's coming through my side. <laughs> yeah. I'll get this out of the way. I'm going to see if I can put this here uh, for the uh, for the stream to see. Pulling up Dr. That Claw. did not work. But that's a really weird way to reveal something that they purposefully obscured for many, many years. Yep, that's Dr. Claw. <laughs> the fuck? That's Dr. Claw. <laughs> I would assume like, he looked like Destro from like, G.I. Joe. It looks like Colonel's... Yeah, <laughs> he that metal hand. I thought he was all metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope, that's him. Just he some looks like dude. an evil Santa Claus. So, you were, you were talking about Santa the, Claw. Uh, the uh, Star Wars Episode One trailer giving away too much, and it made me think, like, what a weird time that was for movie trailer distribution, because I remember when that trailer came out, if you wanted to watch it online... If you wanted to see it like bigger than the small size, you had to have QuickTime Pro on the Apple website. You had to yeah, pay for QuickTime Pro. Then you had to, you had, so if you didn't have it, you could only watch the trailer like super small. Man, or you, wow! If you own, you know, if you paid twenty I bucks, I never heard QuickTime of needing Pro. QuickTime Pro just to watch a bigger file. Yeah, obviously they were trying to figure shit out back then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it didn't, it didn't catch on. I'm glad that that's not the case anymore. Can you imagine paying to watch a <laughs> fucking mo- commercial? Yeah. Well, wait, you you used to do sponsorships to pay, where you had to pay to watch something bigger. No, but this was to paint to watch a commercial. <laughs> it's like movie trailers are commercials, right? I guess so. advertising the movie totally different. Yeah, don't knock it. Okay, uh, here, let me read this thing. Uh, I want to remind everyone that this episode of the Rashid Podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy. Don't let someone steal your great idea. Register a domain name now and put your idea online. GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer dot com for the low price of two ninety five. Whether you're building your dream business or starting a website for fun. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter code ROOSTER295 at checkout. It's go time. Some limitations apply. See website for details. You like that? Uh, that's a great deal. Two ninety five for a new or transferred.com domain name. It's go time. It's go time. Daddy. <laughs> you register your Darth Maul fan club. Exactly. Um, I feel like that's... It's, he he <laughs> killed Liam Neeson. He did. Spoiler. <laughs> I feel like that's a... a yeah. You know, there's a, there's I'm so a, disappointed in that. You in know, that. there's a Lego movie coming out. 
like in a week and a half? I saw a trailer for that the other day, and when I first started seeing the trailer, I thought, this looks like the dumbest thing in the world. And then by the time the trailer was done, I was like, I am absolutely going to watch that. Well, yeah. Like, I fell in love with those Lego Batman and Lego whatever superhero games. Lego yeah. Batman and Lego awesome. Superman are in it, as is Lego Wonder Woman. Oh. So it's just a Lego CG movie. It's just a Lego movie. It actually looks like stop-motion Lego, honestly. Really? Yeah, that's exactly. the thing I saw, because the frame rate's kind of wonky. What's the target audience for that? Like, kids? Yeah, prob- probably. I assume so, right? It's not like some sort of adult Bob, movie. Barb's a great marketer. <laughs> who, should tar- who should we target with a Lego movie? <laughs> How about oh. kids? <laughs> but like really, really little kids or like teenagers? No, I then in a few say, years, they're going to get Christopher Nolan to reboot it. It's going to be really dark and gritty. <laughs> <laughs> I played hey. the hell out of Lego games with JD like his whole life. We've played Lego games. I mean, it's like, I like those games as much. I'm like you. I liked all the characters and everything. They yeah. did a good job. To me, Lego... Especially, uh, is it Traveler's Tale? I was going to mix it up with Telltale. Uh, Traveler's Tale, who makes the Lego games, they are, like, to me, on the level with, like, Warner Brothers Looney Tunes of making humor that kids appreciate, but then adults have a different layer that they like. Yeah. Yeah, and there's very few people who can do that on that level. So it's got Green Lantern, Superman, Wonder Woman. Wow. Oh, that actually does look like a photo of Lego. It's got Liam Neeson. It's got, uh, uh... Does he die? It's got Morgan Freeman. It's got a lot of people. Jonah Hill, Channing Tatum, Allison Brie, Elizabeth Banks, Chris Pratt, Morgan Freeman, Will Ferrell, Shit, they went all Liam out. Neeson. Holy crap. I always wonder when they put those big casts together, is it like, who's the first person who says yes? You know, is it like, because <laughs> if you get that one first person, like Morgan Freeman, then everybody else is like, oh yeah, I'll be in it. You know, I mean, if, if they said, hey, you want to be in a movie with Morgan I'm Freeman? Sure, sure all those guys played Lego as kids or have kids that play Lego. So they're yeah. probably all up for but it. But there's got to be the first person they get, right? My guess would be Morgan Freeman. We're, we're getting a lot of confirmation, apparently, that it is stop motion. So people are saying it's a combination of stop motion, 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 <laughs> stop motion and uh, CG. Wow, that must have taken forever. Yeah, I can't imagine doing Any that. Any stop motion does. Yeah, but with Lego, they're tiny. Have, I guess have you ever seen that White like Stripes playing. music video with that's all done with Legos? Oh, man. That I fell in love with the girl? That, that's crazy. It was like, I think the director and his son did that. I think it said it took him like two or three months. But it, yeah. it, it's a little different than Legos. It's like they treat Legos like pixels. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really different. The yeah, way so it's not it. like stop motion. It's like they build a frame, deconstruct it, rebuild it, oh, deconstruct wow. it, rebuild it. And with Lego, it. that's the worst. Yeah. Some pieces get stuck. Your nails get the, all fucked um, up and jacked. I remember the Sledgehammer music video, the Peter Gabriel video. It took mm-hmm. like, I think it took like 800 hours to make or something. And a lot of it, he was in himself. He was just lying down with his face through a thing while people stop motioned around him. And he, I think it just took forever. I remember, but it was I remember a that. wildly popular video. Really cool video. It's always yeah. in those top 20 music videos of all time. Mm-hmm. Thriller is always number one. Yep. Naturally. And they always put Video Killed the Radio Star <laughs> just for like historical they perspective. They also put that Blur song, Coffee and TV, with a little milk carton that walks around. Oh, yeah. I've, that one is always in there. And that, I, I, one of my favorite music videos of all time is, uh, <laughs> what's the one, Closing Time? Who makes that? That's not Sonic Youth. Semi-Sonic. Semi-Sonic, thank you. Yeah, so, you ever seen that one, Closing Time? <laughs> I thought it was a really well done video. As it, much as I've heard that song, I've never seen the music video. You guys should watch the music video. It is, uh, it's basically, it's split screen down the middle, vertical, and they tell two stories. They're telling one forward and one in reverse, and then they meet in the middle. Oh. And it's, and th- then the frame goes away. The split screen goes away. It's really cool. There's really a similar cool. video I've seen that, <clears throat> that uh, Michelle Gondry directed for some Japanese pop group. I forget what their name was, but it's the same thing where it's like there's a story on the left side and a story on the right side. This one's the one side's going forward in time. The other one's coming backward in time. They meet in the middle and then swap. I th- that's what that's what I'm thinking about. This one does that. 
This the semi-sonic video that I'm thinking of does that. It has yeah. 16 million views on, on YouTube. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that video. I, I really like it. It's no Gangnam Style, but it's close. Dude, Gangnam Style's about to break 2 billion What's views. What's it at? Is it still like at 1.8 billion? It's been at like 1.8 billion for a long time. It's still a fucking big I, 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 I should have done this for Archie Life, but I did this joke the other day where I was, I was curious what Gangnam Style's views were. And they were like at 1.9 billion at that point, or maybe 1.8. And uh, I had that up on my screen, and Carrie came over to ask me a question. And I go, I go, hey, hey, come here, come here, come here. I go, have you seen this? And Carrie comes up, he's like, what? And he's like looking at my screen, and I play Gangnam Style, and he's like, he watches it for like 30 seconds, and he's like, this Gangnam Style. And I go, it's fucking funny, it's good. And he goes, it's going. <laughs> it was like, it was, and so I did that to like four other people that day. I was like, hey, guys, check this out. Check out this video. Look at this. This is fucking hilarious. It's so funny. Yeah. And, uh, Why didn't you film that? Yeah. I don't know why. It should perfect. It's 1.88 billion. Yeah. I think it was like 1.85 when I saw it. How fast did it get 1 billion? Uh, like months? seven or eight months, I think. Okay. Yeah, it was a big deal. I think if I ever didn't do this, I would want to be a director of music videos. They were always the most fun thing to work on when I was. We should make a music video. Yeah, we just I made do. a music video. We just made one for Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean with us. <laughs> we have no musical talent, though. That's the problem. Speak for yourself. So you got to find. What's your musical talent? I have zero musical talent. That's right. Actually, when the Bare Naked Ladies thing came up, I was like, we were like going to pitch ideas. I literally. I can't think in that format. Um, I can't think of like the inner cut three minutes or two and a half minutes with telling a story but showing other things and including it. Like Matt came up with that oh, entire really? thing. for Whenever I hear a song, I picture music videos. No, I, I think I can do that too, but it's, it's different than like I'm going to – we're going to make this video. Right. And like there were a couple different ideas and I was looking at like three or four of them. Like I would pick any one of these. I just – I can't wrap my mind around it. But Matt has – you know that Matt can play like ten different instruments. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's just. I always trust him a lot more when it comes to music and stuff like that. And I was just like, he, you know, and he he was very excited to do it, and I was like, I'm very happy that you're going to do this because this would be a lot of fun, and it was. It was a blast, and the video turned out great. Yeah. He's even yeah. got a keyboard and a guitar amp in his office and that a guitar. My, that, yeah. First of all, it's not a keyboard. That what is, is it? a digital piano. It's a digital piano. I was going to say piano, but my, it seems small. Ever since I, 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 I don't have an office. Like, I haven't had an office here in two years because we yeah, got so crowded. You have a homeless. desk now. I moved out of my office. But now I have a desk. I didn't have a desk. You've even. been everywhere. You you texted me recently saying, hey, did I leave this piece of paper on my desk? And I was like, let me go and check. I walked around <laughs> and I didn't know. I was like, where is your desk now? I just had no idea where it was. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so when I moved out of my office, I, I lost my digital piano to Matt. Because I was going to learn how to play piano. Oh, that's your digital piano. That's my digital so piano. So does Matt know how to play? Yeah, he does. That's why it's in his office. So that should be used. Did you ever put that video of him blowing out a match from like across the room? Uh, I think that was one of the first like like stupid behind the scenes live action things I did. I put it up on my that? journal. Matt, because the only one who could do it. Matt's big instrument that he played for a long period of time um, was a jazz flute. No, it was a <laughs> saxophone. And so he had this thing that he I learned he could do, where he could blow out a match at arm's length, which I couldn't do. At that point in time when we met in Which college. is actually really hard. Like, I'm it sure if you're listening easy. to this, you think, oh, I can do that. You can't. Can we get some matches? Anyway, that's where, yeah, we, that's where we started. Then I learned that Matt could blow out a match from almost across the room. He just can direct his breath like he just goes, like that. And the match goes, <laughs> and goes out. Do that again? I can't even do it. I can't even do it the way he does it. It's like a huff. It's not even like I go, like that. He goes, and he goes, poof. Dude, I saw a guy. It's, it's, it's like magic. It's like Gandalf. You You've know, seen casting it, right? a spell. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the things that sounds stupid. You guys were making fun of me, and I went out and got matches to show you this. And sure enough, Gus is like, got a match right here. He's going, <laughs> 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 it was really hard. 
And then Hollum, you just stand like 10 feet away from him. He blows up the match. We yeah. filmed I really this, want to see this now. It's we pretty fucking a, impressive. Uh, we filmed a slow-mo once where we were trying to blow out a match before it finished igniting. Like all the crap that... What's the stuff? The like, stuff that ignites? The striker? The stuff on the tip of the match. Oh. Phosphorus? Yeah. Okay. We phosphorus. were trying to blow it out before it finished okay, uh, igniting. doing it. And we couldn't. But it looked pretty cool. I don't think I ever put that out there. It's like three years ago. Is it possible to do that? Could you? Know. Can you blow hard enough to, to put it out? Or based off like, human reaction. Or does the phosphorus In like, burn so it, the, quickly? Yeah. The flame would completely go away and then just come back. Hmm. It's weird. It might, it might be the phosphorus. You might not be able to stop that reaction once it mm. starts. Just keep blowing as you're like lighting it. <laughs> yeah, get, or maybe get a can of compressed <laughs> air and oh, just like, be blowing good, on yeah. it as you do it. Yeah. Oh, that's flammable though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it might be. Don't do that. Don't. Yeah, find find like actual air and not a can of air. Maybe you can do it that way. Good call. I would I would have fucking burned the shit out of my hand. The, the safety of Mr. Gavin Free over there here. Ever since you went to the lab, you're all professional. Always now. thinking ahead. Wear goggles as well. Wear goggles. Wear a lab coat. Do you have any musical talent, Gav? No. And you guess? Oh know. God, no. I don't know why I'm no. asking. Yeah. I'm awful. I'm so I wonder, does a musical talent and does it affect your musical taste at all? Like, what is your? Do you have? Like I'm not a, interested in music. You're not interested in music? No, not really. I love 80s music. Really? I think it's because I was raised in the in the early 90s, and my parents just listened to 80s music constantly. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Easily my favorite genre. It's classic stuff. Give me an example. Right, Phil Collins is good. Phil Collins. Yeah. Like Susudio? I like, uh, I like the soundtrack to The Labyrinth. <laughs> soundtrack to The Labyrinth. David Bowie. It's all oh, good, yeah? man. You like, uh, like Bananarama, Venus, the Go-Go's? What's that, like 80s pop? New wave. Is it late eighties or early eighties? I would say middle to late. Middle to late. What's 80s? your favorite yeah. genre, Bernie? I don't, I don't see. Right. I don't have any musical talent, but and I just I listen to whatever. Yeah, I, and I, I I'm really I'm a nightmare for people who like music. I am one of those people that if I hear a song I like, I'll listen to that one song over and over and over again for like two weeks, and then never listen to it again. Yep. <laughs> I'm like everybody's nightmare. You have and to I like, get it get it out of your system. I pretty much do, and then I'm like, I hate this song. Is there anything you won't listen to? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm pretty much listening to anything. I'm pretty much listening. There's only time <laughs> I, don't I, like, I don't like screamo. Show, show tunes, maybe. Oh, I can but do show tunes. That, being, that being said, the Les Miserables soundtrack for the movie was fucking awesome. That movie was really good. Like, went in expecting to not like it. I did that not movie was fucking good. Did, I was, I was blown did away. Liam Neeson get cut up by a lightsaber? <laughs> yeah, Darth Maul made a surprise appearance in the third act of yeah, Les Mis. It was out of nowhere. Crazy. They did not give that one away in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought Anne Hathaway and Hugh Jackman were surprisingly good singers. Mm-hmm. Didn't Russell they do that live? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they performed live at the Oscars together. Those Did two. they? Mm-hmm. Hugh, Hugh Jackman had a history hosted. of Hugh Jackman has a history of live performance, though. Yeah, like he was a he was a big dude in Australia before he broke through in the U.S. What was his breakthrough? Hugh Jackman, X Men. I don't no, think so. Before that, was really? he in uh, the? No, he wasn't. He, who was? What was that movie? Uh, Hurley Burley. That wasn't him, was it? That was. Um, you're thinking guy. of uh, the Irish dude, Colin Farrell. That's right. That was Colin Farrell, I think. Yeah. That guy is a stink pot. Well, you don't like him? He had awful movies. Colin Farrell? Yeah. Just bad I'm actor. trying to think of a bad Colin Farrell movie that I've seen. I don't like, what's his name, Colin Firth? Colin you don't like Firth. Colin Firth? What's wrong yeah. with Colin Firth? Colin Firth's dreamy. He's the dude from uh, everything, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. King's English. It's what's that, what's the thing about the King's King Speech? King's Speech. Darcy. I don't know. I've just he's like, he, he always feels like he's bored in a movie. Nah. Or just like not plays. emoting. He's a bit prim. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not a bit. fan. I prefer some other actors. Yeah. Is it too prissy for you? Get too it? prissy. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. I get it. Fair enough. 
He, he, I know how it works. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm looking through Hugh Jackman's, uh, I guess, career here. All right, Jack. X-Men was like the first big thing I think he did in the U.S. Gavin, we yeah. stand corrected. I want to issue a retraction of what I said <laughs> to Gavin earlier about him being incorrect. He was obviously correct. He did a bunch of shows I've never heard of. I guess it's all like Australian TV shows. Yeah. Was, he, on, was he in Neighbors? He was Neighbors. in there, so, soap opera no. down there for years and years. He was in I feel like everyone's Law of the Neighbors. Land, Corelli, Blue Healers, Snowy River, The McGregor Saga, <laughs> Halifax FP, Paperback Hero, Erskineville Kings, was Oklahoma, not- and then X-Men. Huh. Yeah, definitely X-Men. Is super, that. Mm-hmm. He was offered a role in the popular soap opera Neighbors, but declined. Are you serious? That's what I'm saying. Maybe the Australian version of it. He turned it down. <laughs> the Australian version of what? To attend the Western Australian Academy of Performing Arts of Edith Cohen University in Perth, Australia. No, I don't, th- I don't want to go on a soap opera. I think I'll go to Perth for a few years and study. That's Wasn't he in a movie called Australia? Yes. Remember correctly? With, uh, no, that's uh, Nicole Kidman and is it Hugh Jackman? I know it's Nicole Kidman. I don't know who the, the male lead in that was. Okay. I recently read that Viggo Mortensen, when they were shooting Lord of the Rings, he would get in costume and he would travel on foot for days to get to the location so that he looked travel-worn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> D- didn't he also like not bathe or something ridiculous yeah. like that? He's, he, I, I think he's really into character. I've heard he's very yeah. natural. There was also a moment in the first... Well, the second movie where he gets annoyed and he kicks a helmet and then screams. But he was screaming because he broke his foot when he kicked the helmet. Like, I think he, oh, lost, he broke his toes, I he think. He broke his yeah. toes, yeah. He broke two toes. And uh, the reaction was like, because ah, he just lost the other two hobbits, the annoying ones. What are they called? Marion Pippins? Marian there Pippins. you go. Those have been gone. The other two hobbits. <laughs> you know uh, Django Unchained? Yeah. Have you all seen it? Yeah. You know the part where uh, Leo DiCaprio like slams his hand down on the table? And the yeah. blood coming from his hand, he actually smashes the glass and starts to bleed, but keeps going with the scene. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Good actor, though. Yeah. You know, I just saw Spike Jones movie, Her, which Gus really likes and recommends to all of our podcast viewers. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> Did not. I, I saw American Hustle the other day. Yeah, what'd you think? Uh, it was okay. That was a lot of people's reaction I, that I, I know. I feel like the, the hype around it is uh, much... It's, it's a lot. There's a lot of hype around that movie, and I think it's just an okay movie. It's okay. nothing, nothing like super. I heard amazing. that exact same review from my hairdresser this weekend. <laughs> I, I've decided. She I, said she did not like it. Really, she didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with the movie. But she was yeah. like disgusted by Bradley Cooper's acting. I thought Bra- I hate Bradley Cooper. Why? I thought he was really good in, in American really? Hustle. What's to hate? Uh, I don't know. I just feel like he's got a smug face. <laughs> it's nothing <laughs> like that he's done. It's just like I feel like he just has a very smug face. I think uh, it's great all the time. I love but, uh, he was. I thought he was really good. Is in it because you saw Wedding Crashers and he was a fucking douchebag in that movie? I think Hangover made up for that though. Like everyone got to know the, yeah, the good true. side. I, I still don't think of him as being an alias. That's I like do what too. I always think back to. He oh, was really? the main love interest in Alias. Sort I've of. never seen that. Yeah. I sort know. of until yeah, J.J. Abrams likes like mixing up until season four, I think, when all that shit went stupid. Anyway, hmm. Alias uh, was a show that J.J. Abrams made. J.J. Abrams had a streak for a while where the first season of his shows were really good and then they slowly declined lost was like that alias was really like that alias was they set up this really intriguing world where these two like rogue spy agencies were against each other they were recovering these artifacts from this ancient mathematician and it was just like fucking awesome and it was badass then to promote the show they what was it abc abc put the put an episode of alias an hour after the Super Bowl. So they'll sometimes like stick shows that they want to promote heavily in that slot. 
and for f- whatever reason to uh, get new audience or to like make people think it was a really strange show and stuff happens all the time, they wrapped up every story arc. It, this was like a season and a half into the show. They wrapped up every single story arc on that Super Bowl episode, and then it was like they had to start the whole show over. They, that, that, not only did they wrap that. up every story arc, but that episode in tone is totally different than every other episode. It's like uh, Jennifer Garner's like in her brawn like, panties, and there's like this giant explosion and skydiving. It was like, what am I watching? Is there a laughter track on it? That would have been awesome. It was so, it was so weird. Did they I remember that- when I, I, I didn't watch it at the time. It was Aaron Bernie used to watch it, and then he's like, he told me, like, there's going to be an episode where everything changes. And I watched it, and I was like, what the fuck was that? He goes, oh, yeah, that's the episode. The Super Bowl episode. Yeah. Did they like, think that they would get, like, new viewers based on that kind of episode? I guess. Like, they're maybe trying to retool the series yeah, and make it, like, more... had every answer to every question in one episode. Yeah. And then they introduced, like... Uh, they just changed They just changed all the dynamics. It was totally different. Shit. Yeah, like, that's her opening outfit in that episode. Nice. Yeah. She's basically in lingerie <laughs> and, like, thigh-high stockings <laughs> with garters. I unintentionally spoiled a show for myself this weekend. Yeah? What show did you spoil? I started watching How I Met Your Mother on Netflix because I always heard that I would like it and I'm just looking for to watch whatever on Netflix. I recognized a character in the first season. Right now I'm on the second season. And I want to see who it was. So I went to IMDb and I'm scrolling through the list and I'm scrolling and then I see so-and-so, the mother. And I was just like, well, fuck. No, I don't, think sp- been, I don't think that's been revealed on that show. That might be total speculation. The show's they were, they were, over now. Is it over? This is their final season. I think they only have a couple of They haven't revealed the left. mother on that show? I don't watch it. I don't know. Have they? It said the mother. Maybe it, mean, maybe it means something else. Maybe. I hope so. You don't know. Is it really a good show? So. I enjoy it, yeah. I've never seen a single one. It's, it's, I don't know how I would describe it. Somewhere in between, like, Friends and The Big Bang Theory. Man, fucking Ugh. Kara's over here before we started the, uh, the podcast. She's reading the, uh, an upcoming project script. She's like, oh, my God, so-and-so and so-and-so. I was like, fucking spoilers? Like, for something that we're working on. Oh. She's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, shit. You watched the show that she was talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, jeez, I don't know. Yeah, I intentionally spoiled that for someone in my office as well. Oops. Do you like art? Art? Yeah. Yeah? Such like, a weird question. To you ask. can you can call it pretty much anything. Producers art, right? filmed the climactic scene of CBS's "How I Met Your Mother" finale eight years ago, fearing the actors involved would become unrecognizable, and have kept it under wraps ever since. The Monday Night Comedy concludes after nine seasons on March thirty first with a one hour episode, and this story is dated January seventeenth, two thousand fourteen. Wow. Go to IMDb now. No, I'm not doing it. Up. Oh. I, you almost fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I scrolled down. I saw names. So they filmed it eight years ago. What's that? Yeah, they filmed it eight years ago. Mental. Yeah. Are you watching it though? Sort of. I watched that show on and off. It was. It's you know. I do like the show a lot. I like the Barney character a lot. Yeah. Barney character's hard not to like. Um, I never really got the. Uh, um, oh, they were the other two. I'm, I'm being told they revealed the mother at the top of this last season. They revealed the mother top of the last season. Yeah. Oh. So I'm not up to date on it. So here I'm trying to avoid spoilers for something that's already yeah. been put out. Like the first season of watching that show was spoiled. Yeah. Was Sorry, bud. You, you never watched Breaking Bad. Is that a very story-driven show, though? Like, does that destroy your experience? Game of Thrones come back. Did we talk about that last week? No, yeah, we I don't about. think it's ruining my okay. experience. I still enjoy the show. Yeah. Yes, we did talk about it. But I, I, don't I would love to talk about it more if you want. Yeah, Game of Thrones. No, I, I, I think the mother character is not central, really. I think It's, it's I, more about the friendships between yeah. the characters, yeah. This is a journey. Yeah. It is. You know, that show was like ranked 40th it was like the number 40 show in america is that bad that's not great 
there's a lot of shows on TV now, though. Um, but it set the record for the biggest deal in syndication for like a show at as many seasons as it had, like four seasons or whatever at the time. And it set like this record-breaking syndication deal. And it was only the like somebody saw that it was like we're going to be worth a lot of money down the road. Like people would want to watch this show again and again. Hmm. I guess in, like the is stuff. that all the all the show hopes for is that they make. 52 episodes and they're good. Oh, that's a big part of it. A lot of shows want to make TV or uh, movies as well. What, did you say 52? Yeah. I, thought, I thought the minimum for syndication was 100. Uh, Am I off base? I thought it was a year as well. I've always heard five seasons, and that's 100 episodes. Uh, yeah, fair play. See, it's di- different lengths. The seasons <laughs> in the UK are like six episodes. Yeah. So it's like 52 episodes. <laughs> Jesus, like a Doctor Who. <laughs> what were you saying about Breaking Bad? Do you, you, do you watch Breaking Bad? Have you seen all of Breaking yeah. Bad? Okay. I thought you hadn't seen that. I watched all of it. And you watched all of it. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier, too. We are talking about crazy scenes that are, like, not scripted. Um, Spike Jones was talking in a recent interview for her that in the movie Being John Malkovich, that <laughs> the actor... Uh, you know the scene where Mal- Malkovich gets spit on the side of the freeway? Yeah. And he's all freaked out, and he goes walking down the road, and a dr- car drives by him? That the scene where... Or the, the bit where the guy leans out the window and goes, heads up, Malkovich, and throws the can and hits him in the head... Totally unscripted. The extra just did that on one of the takes and nailed Malkovich in the head. Wow. And he screams. He screams because he doesn't know what's happening. Oh, I, getting... thought, I thought the impressive thing behind that story was that they did it first take and it was real and it wasn't CG. Uh, no, apparently the guy like – and they had to pay him as a result <laughs> because he gave himself a line and they kept it in the movie. And so they had to give this like, this, like nice. no-name extra I credit. balls. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, can you imagine? Like, you're actually like, fuck it, man. <laughs> I don't want to act anymore. I'm just going to throw a can at John Malkovich. Well, who was Mike in then? How did that even? How does that happen? Maybe there's a boom, okay. or maybe they. You know they what, they I, was really, I was really skeptical of the story myself. Like it just seems like that would be something. And I went back and watched the scene, and uh, <laughs> it's a really cool shot as well because yeah. it, it dings him in the head and goes straight up. It's like boom, boom. Yeah. amazing shot. Well, it's like that pizza scene in Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh yeah, like one when time. Walter throws the pizza and it lands perfectly on the roof. I think they were going to have to try to do that multiple times or get someone else to do it I forgot the story yeah they said they were gonna they, they, they had blocked off like hours for that shot yeah. thinking it would take forever to get <laughs> and it he nailed it first try mm-hmm. that's awesome pizza roof okay this is from crack.com so it's gotta be true reader beware <laughs> uh, according to commentary by director Spike Jones some extras sneaked beer onto the set and got pleasantly plastered the scene called for cars to drive just past Malkovich as he angrily walks away. However, one of the extras forgot that he wasn't a jock in the 80s high school comedy and yelled out, hey, Malkovich, think fast, before lobbing a beer can at his head. Malkovich's surprised yelp of pain and subsequent cradling of his head amused Jones so much that he decided to keep the scene in the film. You have a lot of guts to throw something at the back of John Malkovich's head. On a set! Oh, there it is. Wow. wow. As part of a shot. <laughs> like, yeah, in a vehicle, you're moving past someone. He fucking nails him, too. I'm surprised he didn't get fired right then and So there. here's my issue with that, then. Why did they shoot that shot? Was it just meant to be him walking? I don't. Maybe so. It was like establishing that he was. I'm, on. Ve- I'm also very skeptical, I'm skeptical of the story. Of thing. Was that Spike Jones's first movie? Go to Snopes. Well, he says in the commentary, so it's up to anybody else to refute. Oh. Oh, right, okay. Spike Jones. If he says in the commentary, that was a weird movie. I liked it. You did? Yeah. Everything on that weird and the weird building where everything's too small. I don't. I don't think I really understood the movie. It was a half floor. The uh, when I used to work downtown, like before Rooster Teeth, I worked at a, a building downtown. That building had a half floor. And what it was, was like it for just storage. Yeah, it's for storage, just like documents and How stuff. Does that work? It was like you would go to, you would take the elevator. It was the fifth and a half floor. It's like you would take the <laughs> elevator to the fifth or the sixth floor, and then you would take the staircase 
either half a floor up or down, and there was like a locked door in the staircase, and you had to have a key, and you could open it up and get in there. And just like the movie was like really, really short, <laughs> why you had to like be like hunched over going why not everywhere. Just make it a full floor. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. Was was there like a limit on how high the building could be? It's like we need one more floor in here. Is that I, how that I have no so idea. In, in the movie, they, have you seen the movie? Mm-mm. In the movie, they have to emergency stop the lift and then wedge the door open and get out on the and they're on floor a between floor? floors. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Look, this one." It's like I'm confused why there are half streets in Austin, like 38th and a half street. What does that mean? It's between 38th and 39th. What's wrong with you? Why don't they just make 38th and a half 39th Street? Why, why would they do that? It's not a full block. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just name it something else, I guess. It's, it's really confusing because, like, depending on where you are, like, east of 35, it's 38th and a half street. Then you drive, and when you hit, uh, like, Red River, it turns into 38th street. Then when you hit Lamar, it turns into 35th street. What the fuck? I didn't know that. Yeah, That's it's like, it's like you, don't, you do not turn off of the street, but you go from 30th and a half to 38th to 35th. What, what's weird to me is, I don't know if they do this in all cities, where it's like 5th street, 4th street, 3rd street, I almost lost count, 2nd street, and then 1st street is like this. It goes. It, it actually goes east to west and then turns north to south. Oh, it does. Yeah, I yeah. didn't realize it was an east to west. No, we. No, no. You, we, you're talking about two different things. Caesar Chavez. Caesar Chavez used to be called First Street. That was First Street. You're thinking of South First, which is a different street. Oh, that's not. That's not First. That's not. That was not the original First. There is a South First, and actually, First Street would cross First Street at one point. <laughs> There's also a, like a South <laughs> South Sixth Street, like down by like the old Torf area. Yeah. I've seen like South Fifth, South Sixth. I feel like we're doing math right now and I don't like it. Yeah, but South, you know what? Go to Atlanta, Georgia sometime. Every goddamn street name is Peachtree. Peach. I was at the corner of Peachtree and Peachtree to attend the Peachtree Film Festival <laughs> at the Peachtree Theater. I was like, Matt, I gotta get the fuck out of this town. I can't stand this. This was our movie. We got in the Peachtree Peach Film it Festival. Was yeah, Peachtree. Everything good. is Peachtree. It's not bad. Yeah, it's, I, I, I was having the same problem this last time we were you in Atlanta put, filming the immersion. I was fucking so fed up. If you put South on the end of the street name, yeah, it can't be a different street than the street name that you're talking about, though. What do you mean? <sighs> what do you mean? I don't like this conversation. Like, like Maine South? So, south first? Like Congress South. It's South Congress. It goes before the name, not yeah. after. South yeah, South gets a part of it. But, but Congress, is, is South Congress the same street? Yeah. yeah, it's just the south part of Congress. Like, I think yeah. getting- but first isn't the south part of first. Well, like we, we're off Slaughter Lane here, and I don't tell people from out of town that we're off Slaughter Lane because it sounds really fucking weird in Texas. So I just tell people we're right off of South Laughter Lane. South Laughter. <laughs> That's what I tell people. <laughs> <laughs> we just go down there, take it right on South Laughter. But uh, you know what confuses me in Austin? Because yeah, we have East Six and we have West Six. Do you guys have the same problem that I do? When someone says East Six, what is that east of? The east highway. Of co- east of Congress. It's not. It's east of Congress, not east of the. I always think it's the highway. East of Congress. All the bars are on East Six. Like the Driscolls on East Six. If I only know that because uh, the the old office I used to work at was on East Six. It was at the corner of Sixth and Congress, and it was on East Six. Oh, really? When I talk to people and we talk about going downtown, they say, "Do you want to go to Sixth Street, West Six, or East Six? There's like three different turns. It does seem like the freeway is the dividing line of East and West in Austin, and it's completely not. It's Congress. I have yeah. no idea about well, that. Well, I just learned yeah. something new. Yeah, Congress is the main street. Everything west of Congress is west whatever. Everything east of Congress, which is the Congress is the main road. It runs right up. <laughs> to the um, Capitol. Yeah, to the Capitol. That it's, makes it's, more it, sense then. It's where we shot some of the scenes from well, day it's, five. It's like Congress was there. Which we're working on. You know, a hundred years before the freeway yeah, was yeah. there. Yeah. So it's like, that's why. It's like the center of Austin. Yeah, more everything gets uh, So is everything 
north of the Capitol, like North Congress Street. Yes, the uh, that, the Capitol is where. So I Congress thought it was where the river was. North. I thought it was like east or south of the river, or sorry, north or south of the river. Not for Congress. <laughs> what about no, Lamar? Lamar is the river. What? Because because the, the Capitol's not by Lamar. Okay. What are you saying? I'm sorry. What are you saying here? I'm saying that Congress is South Congress, south of the Capitol. But, yes. But Lamar becomes South Lamar, south of the river. And North Lamar, north of the river. All right. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Otherwise, it would be like south of 12th Street, which doesn't make any sense. Right. It's just arbitrary at It's that south point. of 1st is what you're saying. Right. South of 1st, which is south of the river. Right. So, welcome to our international <laughs> podcast, discovering very specific local geography. I hope someone was animating a map of Austin just then. And well, when people come to Austin for RTX, they'll be yeah. able to navigate themselves. Well, yeah, we're doing you a favor, so you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things we didn't talk about last week that I had on my list of things I want to talk about was the fact that Google bought Nest. For $3.2 billion. That's literally double the cost of YouTube. The guy, Nest. Who, the guy who designed the iPod and the Nest, he must be pretty rich by now, right? Yep, sure. <laughs> $3.2 billion? Google bought Nest for $3.2 billion. Who has a Nest thermostat? I, I do. do. I don't. Who has $3.2 billion? Google, Google. does. <laughs> Google and Apple. Uh, why, Gus? Why, why Nest? Why $3.2 billion? I think they want more data. I think it's just it's, data they didn't have. Right. They yeah. want to know how much power people are using to heat and cool their homes. It's just like more complete information. Can you imagine now that Google owns your Nest, if the Nest can detect if your AC is not cooling as well as it should, if you start getting more targeted pop-up ads like, hey, AC repair. Or here's a hundred dollar coupon off a new AC unit. It's, I mean, it's just Everyone, more data for them to feed more targeted ads to you. Everyone's worried about them spying and knowing every single thing about you. If it means that it's going to help me out, that's awesome. <laughs> if, if a guy shows up to fix my AC, that'd be great. You're saying you're saying that now. You're saying that now. Are you paranoid about no spying? I've just I'm just old and I've lived through this stuff and it's like I've watched like people go like oh you know don't yeah we're fine don't worry about it and then watch like. Like, I, I sat through, when, when the internet first started, this is making me sound super old, uh, there were all these ISPs, internet service providers, and then all the cable companies and the phone companies, they made DSL, and they made cable modems, and they were like 19 bucks a month and 29 bucks a month, and they priced all the ISPs out of business, and everyone was like, I don't care, I'm getting cheaper internet, what do I care? Then as soon as all the ISPs were out of business, whoop, up go all the <laughs> rates, and this fucking service gets shitty as hell, and then they're turning all of our information over to the NSA, it's just like... <laughs> you're kidding me. I'll tell you who's in fucking trouble is Snapchat is in trouble. Did you hear they recently had an indictment where they turned over photos? They leaked photos. No, they did. They, they, they oh, said right. they, they, no, they turned them over to the government because the government there was like a subpoena. There was some kind of legal action. They had to turn over uh, from a legal order. They had to turn over photos mm -hmm. and content from Snapchat. And everyone's like, well, you said you don't save any of the information. They're like, mm. I mean, that's it's basically like. And this is a company. Didn't they turn down? Didn't they turn down a billion dollars from Facebook? I think it was more than and that. They, I think they, it was they like said two. they said their company was worth three. Yeah, and well, that's shit. why they didn't take the money. Come which also <laughs> it sounds stupid, but Nest just sold for three point two billion dollars. And I remember when uh, Fox bought MySpace for five hundred million dollars, and everybody was like, "What the fuck?" And there was this little competitor called Facebook. And they said, "Well, I wonder if Facebook will sell to somebody for five hundred million dollars and the, and the ceo this 23 year old kid goes now nah, we're worth a billion he goes, you're a fucking idiot <laughs> billion dollars 
This kid will be nowhere and, in two years. And sure then, enough, he's a multi-billionaire. A few years yeah. later, he turned down that $2 billion offer from Yahoo saying they were worth more than that. And at that time, again, we were like, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. I think we wrote a fake press release saying we would accept $2 billion from Yahoo in yep. exchange for Roosterteeth.com. Uh, they, worth it. They didn't pull through for it. Nah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess Snapchat was offered $3 billion, and they rejected it. They were offered three. How much did they say they were worth? Um, let me see. I want to turn down $3 billion. I know. don't. I would take that fucking money. Well, if you turn it down, you obviously... What would you do more. with a billion dollars? Like, what would be the first thing that you would do? Try and climb. Buy an Aston Martin? Put it all in cash and try and climb to the moon. How big would that be? <laughs> like, a ladder of cash? In 20s, maybe. Wait. How far is the moon? Quarter of a Further million Further than a billion dollars in 20s. It's like 250, 200-something thousand miles. So, the denominations of American currency, the highest denomination... Is a hundred dollars? Yeah, we've talked about this before. It's really weird. People think there's like like a million dollars is tiny. People think there's ten thousand dollars. Actually, it's not. A million dollars is about this big. Yeah, it can it's fit. It can fit in a backpack. You would think you maybe could fit in the backpack. It's a it's it's Floyd, decent Floyd size. always has a million dollars in a backpack. I just want you to keep making that hand motion. It's just this. I mean, it's like this. Million dollars. Watch me. I'm making a million dollars. <laughs> now I'm up to ten million. Watch me go. But if you had a, if so, a, a billion is a thousand million. So you'd have a thousand of those stacked up. What? Or if you stack, you want to stack like singles, like like single stacks of hundreds. Yeah, the most stack, the biggest stack you could have is a hundred hundreds, which is a ten thousand dollars stack. And there's um, in a million dollars, there's where's my math on this? So there's wait, what are you trying to figure out? In one ten of those, there's a hundred ten thousand dollars stacks in a million dollars. I'm trying to do my math here. Could so it go the entire those, length of first hundred thousand? What thirty eight and a half? A hundred thousand. Imagine a hundred thousand stacks of money about that tall. That's what you're looking at. You're not getting to the moon with that. Fuck off. <laughs> Maybe if it's ones. Okay. Then add another hundred times that. Yeah, man. Still, times I'm that. hesitant. Yeah. Uh, far away. We'll not go to the moon. Yeah, let, me, let, me read. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> now, let me read this. Now with your Snapchat stock, you will. contemplate the moon. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by NatureBox. Curbing your appetite doesn't get any easier just because you make a New Year's resolution to lose weight. When 3 p.m. hunger pangs hit, you can tough it out and get cranky and lightheaded. Or you can hit the vending machine and pack on the pounds. But now there's a third option, snack smarter in the new year. Sign up to NatureBox for great tasting, healthy snacks sent right to your door. I'm not talking about rabbit food. Think French toast granola, salted caramel pretzel pops, dark cocoa almonds, and more. Designed to leave you full and healthy. Check it out now at naturebox.com slash roosterteeth. You'll find zero trans fats, zero high fructose corn syrup, and nothing artificial. NatureBox ships for free, just like nature does. Uh, right now, try your first order of NatureBox at 50% off by going to naturebox.com slash roosterteeth. That's naturebox.com slash roosterteeth. Stop the vending machine madness. Snack smarter in 2014. Get a handle on your health and your hunger. Go to naturebox.com slash roosterteeth. Barbara's cracking up over walking there. under a tree and a tree just like dropping me down a snack and being like, thank you. Thank and then you, you walk nature. away and the tree's like, fuck's my tip, <laughs> Have you ever seen... Yes. This, this is one of the most amazing... You know, like, sometimes you'll drop something sweet and then ants will just be all over it and they'll mm-hmm. just eat the crap out of it. I was once at school and... I'm learning it takes Gavin 20 minutes to pick something up, but go ahead. <laughs> well, Like, you drop it and it swarms. Well, you drop know. it into an they're just, they're just all over it. It's like, wow, there's a lot of ants. I once watched a woman fill a vending machine and slam the door, but I think the lock was slightly out, so the door just went... Dung, and like vibrated back open and i watched like four people hear this they turned around and were just like and then literally probably 30 people were just like 
and within a minute, everything was gone out of the vending machine. It was one of those amazing things I've ever it's seen. It's like in my whenever life. we have food at the office on the kitchen table. It was just a swarm, and it was gone. It was like a time lapse of bugs eating a mouse. You know, I gotta say, people, when given a, like a, a sense of anonymity, will do the shittiest stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's just like you wouldn't stand at the vending machine, and when somebody gets a bag of potato chips, you wouldn't grab it out of their hand and go. <laughs> And then yeah. eat their chips. You also wouldn't rob the woman who was filling it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't rob the woman. You're like, if, she's like if she's filling the machine, you wouldn't walk up and start grabbing shit out in front of her. You wouldn't do it. But if she leaves, and oops, I made a mistake and I didn't lock it right. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. <laughs> Let's empty this thing out. Let's go. It was like effect. it was like two cartoon characters fighting. And probably it, bystanders <laughs> are the stealing stuff. It's, it's similar to the bystander. Effect. They are where the there, standers. Where there's more people in a situation, it, there's less likely a person to help. What? Oh man! I get what you're saying. I get what you're Have saying, you not but heard that's, of the that's, bystander effect. No, that's like if somebody's like hurt, and there's they, that other the other people assume someone else is going to help that person. And I don't the more have people to. there are, the less likely. That's a little different than like other people joining in and beating the shit out of them. Did like, you see that awful nice video people. from China about the bystander effect? I have seen that. What's the video? Yeah, I have seen that. It's it's awful. We're we're, do, we're not going to put this in the link dump, but um, this crazy man attacks a woman and stabs her 26 times. Well, there's just people like just standing oh, around filming. And that's one video. It's like in a mall somewhere. And then like eventually like one dude, some dude comes up and scares him away. And it seems like he has an endless supply of water bottles in his jacket. So he pulls a water bottle out, throws it at the dude. The dude like stands back. Then he reaches in, pulls out another one and throws it. Then he reaches in, pulls out another one and throws it. It's like, and then after he does that, everyone else starts to like bully the guy away. Yeah. But she li- only she after lived, the first guy. But uh, it's oh. like, it's super fucked up. Yeah. God. Another example of the, like a more mundane version of that where people don't think anything is wrong obviously people are going to think there's something wrong with that situation you should try to help that person but it's tough if you're going to get fucking stabbed it's it's tough I mean I don't know if, how many people have actually been in a situation like that but it's like when you have a chance to react quickly sitting at your, your computer watching it on screen and say I would do this things happen really fast in a moment like that yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean uh, Bill Burr does a great thing about like crazy people how we should all have a uh Basically a chloroform, chloroform <laughs> soaked rag in her pockets at all points in time. And if you're the closest person to the crazy dude, it's your job to take him out. And it's not like just like the guy on the bus is like, Rah, the government. And he starts yelling. Then you're like, oh, I got him. And you just like take him out. Because like you said, crazy people just get in the situation. They just dominate. Like when somebody goes to the post office and they just start screaming in the middle of the post office and yelling at everybody else. There was this thing I saw. Uh, I think it was from Korea where a woman was going out of a parking garage and her complimentary ticket, like her, her uh, what do they call validated ticket, didn't work, and it was trying to charge her. So she sat there for an hour and blocked the exit to the parking garage. Go and like, they had to physically drag her away. Yeah. The cops had to drag her away. Wow. She was throwing a fucking tantrum. I think she had to pay. Uh, whatever. I don't even think they got that. I don't think she was that rational to explain like why she was doing it. The deciding factor. That person. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you wouldn't drag him out of the car though. No. I'd kill him with my eyes, with you my ran mind. <laughs> with your Prius. I think if someone was if someone was wailing on a woman and stabbing her twenty two times, I think whether I would help would determine whether I had something heavy in my hands. Like I wouldn't want to water bottles. <laughs> go, I give you going after somebody with a knife, just barehanded. If is I was like, by a, a bin or something that I could just cave his skull in, I would do that. But I wouldn't go out with him with just my bare hands. Yeah, like, I get stabbed and I get rabies or something. I had self defense lessons as a kid. What, did you really? Yeah, in our uh, high school, we had one week of self-defense lessons for the girls' gym class. <laughs> one really? week? Yeah, well, it was like a it's probably a week more than every you. Every day. Can I, can I ask you <laughs> like a question? I'm not, trying to, be, I'm not trying to be offensive in any way. I have yep. to ask clarification. Did you go to a Jewish high school? No. Okay. I went to a public high school. That seems like a very yeah. Jewish thing, like the- teach all the kids self-defense. 
I'm, I'm serious. It does. It seems like that's why the Israeli army is so good. Yeah, so I'm not, I was going to ask you <laughs> if it was like Israeli army like tactics and stuff like we'll that. Learn so. McGraw. <laughs> yeah, Krav Maga. Gavin's Take beard is jizzed all over his hands, as it always does, without um, fail. But I want to go back to something because we were talking about Nature Box. So um, the the most egregious thing I see with like people like just like glomming on and like this is a victimless crime and they're fucking somebody over is I always see posts of people going, "Hey, look, I just filled up my gas tank for four bucks." Because somebody entered in the price on a gas uh, pump wrong, and instead of three bucks, they're getting gas for thirty cents a gallon, and they just so they just fill up their car at thirty cents a gallon, basically, and then like other people like no, they notify their friends, and other friends come and fill up too. It's like you just some local gas station guy because he made a mistake, a typo. You basically just ripped him off all day long. Mm-hmm. All these people did that, and it's just like unbelievably shitty. But everyone thinks it's totally fine to do that because it's anonymous and no one is standing. Well, over if, their if the place has made the mistake. It's their fault, right? No. Yeah, but why don't you go in and tell them? Why don't you go tell them? Be like, hey, you did something wrong. Yeah, I mean, there. I would tell them. Yeah. I feel guilty, like, if, if the cashier gives me, like, a nickel too much in change, I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. No, this is, this is yours. I can't imagine fucking filling up, ripping off 10 gallons of gas. Yeah, what would you do if, you, if someone gave you change, like, a 20 instead of a 5 or something like that? I probably wouldn't even notice. <laughs> I never check my change. I don't, I don't count my change anymore either, honestly. I probably, if you did notice, though. I did notice once I had a discount of, I think, 30%, and they applied it twice. And I looked at it. I was like, "I'll take it." I didn't have much money at the time, so yeah. like it, when I, I've had it happen where <clears throat> I'm at the grocery store and they're scanning my stuff, and I see they don't scan something. Like, hey, that, that didn't scan. Oh, you put it out. Like, what? They're like, yeah, that. Such an th- honest it didn't guy. Catch. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> there's thanks. a weird thing about that too. Have you ever worked in that in that kind of a job before? No. Mm-hmm. So there's a weird thing too. Like pointing it out is kind of oddly worse. Like especially if like their manager's right there. Like, oh, you gave me the wrong change. Then it's like. You know, as opposed to the register coming up like a buck short or something like that. How often yeah. is the manager like right there though? I know, I know, but it's like one of those situations where sometimes I feel guilty of like kind of calling that person out too of like, oh. Well, maybe you're doing the manager a favor. Uh, yeah, you know, it's true. It's true. I mean, it's better than, I mean, it's, it's like lesser of two evils in that case. I mean, if the person messes up, I guess they should be called out on it. Our fans have been really honest. I've had people message me saying, hey, I, something went wrong. I didn't actually pay for a sponsorship this month, but somehow I'm a sponsor. Like, what, what should I do? I'm just like, huh? Thanks for telling us. Keep it. Sure. Say <laughs> we need your address. We're sending the cops right now. <laughs> it's like they Take feel so guilty. Take to your local police station. We'll be in touch. <laughs> but the, the nature – is there anything in that nature box, box by the way? Yeah. Because you have a box right next yeah, to you. Yeah, do you want some? Yeah. I, is there really something in there? There's some. There's oh, I'm so fucking happy. Is granola in there? Because I love the granola. I think we're out of the granola. Let me see. But, like, we have a snack thing here at the office. I don't know about you guys, but, like, I can justify anything – like when I'm sitting there and haven't had anything to eat, I can literally just say, "We got the pumpkin seeds. These are good." Yeah, bring it on. Oh. It's like it's totally. That's a great throw. Uh, it's totally fine if I eat an entire bag of potato chips. Like I can work it out in my head, and I know it's not. Well, who doesn't eat an entire bag? Bernie? I don't. <laughs> well, have you never pick. seen the way Bernie eats chips? He'll take one or two out of it and leave the bag on the, the table. The other day, I was or really freaked out. Something like really, really freaky happened here at the office. So oh, good. Um, I was walking by the kitchen. And there was a bag of Sun Chips there. And it was open. And I was like, oh, okay, Bernie opened a bag of Sun Chips and left him here. I pulled one out, ate it. And I was like, Bernie's in L.A. today. <laughs> and I was like, has this bag of chips been here for a couple of days? Or did someone? Is it, or am I eating someone else's chips? Did you and check I, the security place? I like this establishing really now. bad. I like this establishing now where I will open a bag of chips, I'll eat two of them, and I'll put it on the communal table. And people know if that bag of chips is sitting there. That I just didn't want to throw away a bag, a whole bag of chips. I just wanted to eat two of them, and then people would come and eat out of my chip bag. Why do you want to just eat two? Sometimes I, I, you just want to like taste something. It's what's that? Yeah. Can I? Can I? Sometimes I, I just want to feel. 
we got to have an intervention with you, though, seriously, because you do something that's really cool for the podcast crew and cast every single week. Oh, you drive true. up to North-South Congress, <laughs> and you go to Home Slice Pizza, and you pick up pizzas every week. Yeah. Here's the problem. Every fucking week you pick up a margarita pizza, nobody eats it. Nobody ate it? Why do you get nobody the margarita pizza? Nobody ever eats the margarita problem pizza. is, it's all People I People always fucking you? ask for the margarita. No, I had it. I had two slices. Because you had to or because you actually Are there two slices going on that pizza? What? Are there two slices? How even much pizza is missing from there, Kyle? Yeah, Kyle, give us that pizza. Kara and Kyle ask for the margarita. I had nothing else. I just had two slices. Oh. Oh, no, now Kyle's fucking these. How many, how many slices are missing from that? <laughs> give, me, give me here. I'll show it off. Yeah, bring it over. It's the, it's one the other one. It's the heavy one. It's, yeah, yeah, it's the one with the most pizza in the box. All right, here we go. How many slices are left of the other ones just for, <laughs> fucking, for comparison? I almost broke my wrist when you handed this to so me. So you got also cheese and pepperoni. That's not the right one. You're fucking jackasses. <laughs> there is literally... Here, we got a close-up on this. I'm like, oh, there's, there's, there's one, one fucking slice missing. All right, I tilted it. That's not a margarita. I tilted it. Yeah, it is. That's yeah, the one he gets that's every a margarita. week. Oh, it is? One, one what do you think slice. a margarita is? One slice, slice is missing out of this pizza. Uh, yeah. Nobody eats this pizza. What's the other one then? That's a, there's a cheese pizza and a pepperoni uh, I, pizza. I thought you were talking about the cheese pizza. Oh, right, right. This is their style of margarita pizza. Uh, I know okay. some people call it. Yeah, that. I don't. Nobody likes that one. You're, you're a right. true Italian. Nobody eats this pizza. That's All right. Although we love home slice pizza, nobody eats this pizza. It should be called don't I, I used to get the pepperoni and mushroom, but people didn't like that one. Then I switched to the sausage ricotta and. Uh, nah. Meatball and people don't seem to care. What if we the third? Cheese and pepperoni are obviously easy. Listen, I don't want to eat it anyway. I'm trying to not eat the pizza. But I just got to say, nobody eats the margarita pizza. How much pizza is left in the other ones? It's so delicious. Uh, the cheese is gone and there's one slice of pepperoni. Okay, pizza. fair play. Speaking of errors people make and, and alerting people to their errors. I was going to segue into this. You want to talk about I want to talk about this. I'm a terrible person. I'm a bad person. What'd you do? I'm going to tell <laughs> a, a boring story first to establish my action and then tell the interesting story. So a couple weeks ago, Maybe one piece of pizza. I went to go eat at a, a restaurant, and uh, there was a wait. So in public, yes. Wow. So I the, the, the restaurant was crowded. So you, this in a typical Gus fashion, I went and waited in my car. <laughs> uh, but I noticed that there were was a couple. Esther? Yeah, there was okay. a couple in the car next to us, and uh, they were waiting in their car also. And then I guess like their table came up, so they went inside. And after they went in, hey Barbara, give them that. Yeah, I'm, I'm dying over here to get. After, I was just, listening to Gus's story. After they uh, they went in, I noticed that they had left their dome light on. I was like, oh, their battery's going to die. So I went into the restaurant and I was like, I, I told the hostess, I was like, you should tell them that they left the dome light in their car on. She's like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, good. I feel good about that. Total strangers didn't know them. Alerted them to the fact you that think the dome like light's you're on. You're a hero. The other you day, firefighters and you. Right the there. other day, we were. Le- I was giving Gavin a ride home. We were leaving the office, and I was parked next to Jack. Gavin, I get in my car and I look over. I'm like, "Oh, look! Jack left his dome light on." And Gavin was like, "Are you gonna go tell him?" I was like, "Nah, I hope his battery dies." Oh my god! And Gavin was like, "What? Why?" I was like, "It'll be a funny story on the podcast." I, I, was I, mean, just, <laughs> I just drove off. I had my phone in my hand. I was about to text him, and Gus was like, "It'll be funny on the podcast." I was like, "I guess it will." What you <laughs> That's guys do for awful. Comedy. So I was like, "Don't say that we haven't said anything." I was like, "We'll just check Twitter later and see if his battery died." He didn't die. I guess he didn't leave it on. Long yeah, I don't enough. think he did either. It, it didn't, it has to be or he. A really long time, doesn't it? Not always. Like over twenty-four hours. I've seen Bernie kill some cars. From you killed the rental car when we went to do the rewind. What we, happened? You, the rental car died when we were in the desert. <laughs> I don't know how that happened because <laughs> you left the AC on. No, I fucking didn't. I think <laughs> your buddy Dan opened the goddamn door and then left the door open and the dome light killed it. Either how way. do you leave the AC on? I didn't. Leave yeah, the I'm AC not saying on. that's not. <laughs> if the car's off, you can't have the AC on. Who the hell? Ashley went to the car and she said that when she put something in there, the AC was running. You Tell left, me how the fuck that works. I don't know the how key, works. You, did, were the keys left in the car, it too? Wasn't, you didn't need the key in the car. It was one of those. One of those what? One of those the magical one cars you, that runs the AC? 
Your car don't, doesn't need the key to drive it. You need yeah, it on it's you, still right? On. Yeah, my car's different. I mean, <laughs> I can. Do, I mean, it's Tesla. It's not that. It's not, this car doesn't do that. Yeah, no my car. Do that. My car doesn't need the key, but I can't turn the AC on unless the car's on. Okay. Wait, can't you start cooling your car before you're in it, though? I can, but I have to hit the button on my remote, and oh. it stays on for, like, a minute and then turns off. That's really? my favorite part so, of your You can do it on your remote? I yeah. have an app for it, so. Whenever we're going to lunch, What's that lunch like? Gus always puts the So you would have happily, I mean, having a battery run out is a pain in the it's ass. It's a you pain need to, in the ass. You need to bother someone else. You need to get jump leads and all that crap. That would have hindered his day by at least half an hour, probably. And but it would have been really funny. And you were happy funny. to let that happen. I thought, I think I thought that if it's a funny story, if we can talk about it on the podcast, great. They, but it, it, Here's why it's it funny. Kills battery. It would have hindered Jack's day by half an hour, but everyone else in the Achievement Hunter office, it would have hindered all your days by about two hours. Because <laughs> he would have complained about it for two fucking hours. Right? <laughs> well, I like how it. you only give it two hours. Yeah, it would have been. That's an all-day event. And then we would have got trapped because you'd come in here and you'd have bitched about it, about Jack bitching about his dead battery all day. <laughs> oh, so I told, I, I told Gavin, I was like, don't say anything. Don't fucking ask me <laughs> if his battery died. Nothing. You're a dick, by the way. I, I'm a total dick. Have you ever done anything like that to me? I turned when the first time we went to to San Diego Comic Con. Uh, I, I knew this was gonna be a con story. We loaded up. I don't know if you remember. We loaded up your truck. We loaded up the trailer, and you took the truck out there because we found out last minute we were gonna be there. Yeah, Jason and I drove out. And uh, we were all we're taking off from Austin in you know July. It's really hot. Uh, oh, shit. You all uh, get in your truck, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I, I stop you. I'm like, hey, I just want to say, you know, drive safe, be real careful, um, you know. Well, then I'll see you out in San Diego. What, you was And mom? while I was doing this, I was turning on the seat warmer <laughs> for his seat. <laughs> and I turned it on to high. <laughs> That's the worst feeling, too. When the seat warmer's on, you don't know why. And you're like, <laughs> you're pissing your pants. I closed the door. He drove off. And then, like, five minutes later, he called me. He's like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> That's what I used to do all the time when I was in high school. I would be talking to my friends. And we'd get to a stoplight. I'd talk to my friends. And I'd put their car in neutral. Because they had, like, the shift on the floor. And I would just push it up into neutral because you don't have to do anything. You just push it into neutral. That freaks people the fuck out. Well, when they, they rev. put up the brake and they hit the gas, and the car goes, it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> and they just freak out. I almost got killed doing that once because the guy looked down and he immediately throws it in the drive while he's still ramming. Oh, yeah. Shit. We, <laughs> we took it off. Blast off. Yeah. Such a jerk. Yeah, that was don't pretty Don't mess shitty. with people while they drive. So you, you weren't suspicious that he was telling you, have a nice time, drive safe. You weren't suspicious from that. And this was old, angry Gus. I probably was. <laughs> What's now, Gus? Gus isn't as angry as he used to be. Go, Gus was. You're pretty. Back you're then. pretty laid back and chill. You actually. Back. You're getting more normal. Yeah. yeah. You're just normal. Like normal except that I don't go outside and I don't interact with people. And you let people run. Did the you see my down. new uh, my new decoration for my office? No. I oh, I saw Barbara tweeted. I gave myself an autograph photo of me. <laughs> God damn! Did you really? He came down on the wall by me. I wrote to my biggest fan. What is that picture from? That was a great Zoom. John, John, John Reisinger saw that photo on my desk. I guess someone had sent it to me. And John was like, you should put this on the wall behind you. I was like, absolutely. And I got a silver Sharpie and I autographed it and put it did on you the see, wall. Uh, did you see what the lads did to John Reisinger's desk when he moved his uh, yeah. desk upstairs? Did y'all film that? No, I took a picture though. It was full of post-it notes. RT Live. Uh, he also totally hasn't found all of them yet. I've checked. Nice. <laughs> Here. Good to know. I'm going to eat all these. Those so so I was thinking, you know um, how I some like people the paint? They draw pictures on the earth. By uh, tracking their running route. Have you ever seen that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yep. I've had that picture that, tweeted at me probably 300 times. There was a girl times. on Reddit who did boobs and a dick and yeah. a vagina. I was thinking that the, 
a lot of artists get away with a load of stuff because it's art. Like you can apparently chop a shark in half and preserve it and just call it art. Is like this your question to me like Hurst half did. an hour ago? <laughs> yeah, <I was> <laughs> <Okay. right> <laughs> but I realized the most morally wrong art that you could possibly do would the most be morally wrong art. So say it's like connect the dots on the planet, right? You're drawing pictures based on points. And each point would be a kid that you had in that city. Would that be the worst form of art? Say I drew a space invader, but each point had to be, I had to go there and have sex with a woman and she had to give birth to a kid and then you move on to the next one. And over the course of your life, you become a prick for doing it and you're an artist. That's pretty bad. So you're not, you're not just talking about having kids. I can't believe about, you're entertaining. No. <laughs> you're talking about abandoning children, basically. Yeah, you just have a kid and move on. But you're Bernie, like, it's you know, for art. How people's parents run away and stuff. That's pre- I, I really would be hard-pressed to think of something shittier than that. Yeah, and you'd be like 50 and you'd be like, hey, I drew a space invader on uh, America. Or you drew a giant dick. <laughs> yeah, something even worse. But that'd be terrible, wouldn't it? That'd be pretty but terrible. it'd probably be okay because it's art. Art. It's true. The culmination of that would be to get all the kids together, like when they're 30. <laughs> Get them all get in one room and tell them. Space and just tell them. <laughs> or you give them a framed picture of it. Like, yeah, but you said have them play Space Invaders. <laughs> you even took it to an even worse level. Is that worse? Yeah, it's way worse. Yeah, but having to explain it to them, that would be terrible. Like, how many uh, line, How many corner, How many points would that be? Space Invader? Probably be like, good few, like 40 kids or something. Yeah, probably at least 30 many? or 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. It's a complex shape. You also <laughs> want all the details in there. <laughs> It depends well, how dedicated of an artist you are. Gotta hand the internet. They're coming up with way worse stuff that I don't want to read. <laughs> oh, let's have one. Let's have one. Yeah. Let's sample Twitter. Is, no. is there a more morally wrong form of art than yeah. drawing with kids? <laughs> no, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, see. They're coming up with way worse stuff. <laughs> so, I really want to hear one now. It all has to do with kids, but yeah, it's worse. <laughs> so one of the other things I wanted to talk about last week uh, was the, uh, the data breach at Target, how it affected, I guess, 110 million people now. Mm-hmm. But there was another story today. About the credit card How much breach? money was lost in that, the Target breach? I don't And who oh, gets that? It's just crashed. Uh, it's a coincidence they had a big breach and then Google buys Nest for $3.2 billion. <laughs> but did you put hear it on everybody else's credit cards. <laughs> did you hear about the South Korea data breach today? No. Nope. Where 40% of the South Korean population's credit cards were compromised. What is... What? What? I guess like uh, one of their credit agencies, like that monitors credit, stores all of that information. Good and a contractor God. who worked there just stole it all. And uh, what so percent did you say it was? Forty percent of the country. It was their credit cards, social security numbers, date of births, and addresses. So uh, the country's uh, ruined then. Yeah, forty percent. Forty percent of countries ruined. Oh, That's shit. fucking crazy. Did you hear about the Bitcoin heist? Did we ever talk about that? The Bitcoin heist. Somebody uh, over the course of a weekend stole a hundred million dollars of bitcoins. How? One of the largest heists in Bitcoin history is happening right now. Ninety-six thousand bitcoins. That's approximately sixty million pounds. As of the time it's writing, are being taken from accounts of customers, vendors, and administrators of the sheep marketplace. They basically put up false fronts so everybody could see their accounts, and they're just like raking them in, in the back end. And it was like going on over the course of the weekend; they couldn't stop it. Oh, so people are doing it? Well, how did they get people's information? I, I don't know. They enter it themselves. Like I have no fishing? clue. I mean, I just remember what was going on, and this was posted on a website with no dates. And that could all be held on a hard drive. Yeah, <laughs> I like the idea of sixty on, on, on your mobile like, phone. Yeah. On a thumb drive. They have a hundred million dollar the, hard drive. The, the idiots that robbed the train had to bury all of gold, right? In the Great <laughs> Train Robbery or something? Did you, guys see, did you guys see the Bill Murray uh, um, AMA that took place on Reddit this weekend? Did not yeah, I didn't it. read it, but I saw he did one. I didn't. I saw the, somebody did some highlights from it. And um, he's doing it for a Is movie that's Monuments coming Monuments Men? Monuments Men, right? Yeah. 
Uh, and he talked about how, uh, in doing research for this movie, came across the story of these guys um, that they were looking for an art heist. Like there was art that was stolen. And while they were looking for that, they got into a cave that had been sealed by the Nazis where the Nazis had put 100% of the gold reserves of Germany. And that's essentially what ended the war with Germany because then nobody would give them any more credit or like sell them rubber or oil or anything like that. Because all of their gold got It was in possession of the Allied forces at that point. 100% of their gold. Wow. I can't believe you put that all in one place. Yeah. I can't believe I've never heard that story before. Yeah. And then it took took like up until 1996 to redistribute like all the assets of the Nazi regime to all the people they took the gold from. I believe a lot – I mean obviously it's not Nazi gold at this point, but I believe a lot of – I'm mixing two different stories here by the way. Those are two different things. Okay. A lot of Germany's modern-day gold reserves are held – I want to say in the United States. I think in New York. Like the the gold that backs their currency. And it's like a weird – it's it's a weird thing where they're not allowed to see it. They just have to take our word that we still have it in a vault for them. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm pretty sure it's Germany. I'll have to read. It's been like a year or two since I read that story. Take but our it's, word. But it's stored for it. like a in a Federal Reserve Bank in New York. Really? Yeah. Have you seen Wolf of Wall Street yet? You guys? No, I, I, I gotta see it. I've that, not seen it. I feel like I've seen all the m- movies I want to see except for Wolf of Wall Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, you should see it. I need to catch up on that one. Yeah, the, uh, there's a whole bit in there where he has a Swiss banker. I'm not giving anything away. And that's like such a weird, like, shell game of trust. Of just, like, because it's Switzerland, you just hand over all your money and they give you a number. That's uh, it. Really? Yeah, I got my number. We recently, Justin and I figured out how much it would cost. We have a little fake Tower of Pimps that moves around after each Let's Play, whoever wins it. Yeah. And if we were to make, to that scale, like, maybe one inch by one inch blocks of gold. And we were also going to take the obsidian block and have that gold as well, but just paint it black. If we were to do that Why? with real gold, okay, I think it would cost like $62,000 or something to, to have a real inch Tower of Pimps. Yeah, well, four inch because it's... Or well, did did we inch. say that we're going to do five and yeah. then the, the gold? Yeah, five. Yeah. Shit. Um, at my old job, I thought it would be funny to buy a gold bar and have it as a paperweight on my desk. Yeah. And people wouldn't know it was actually... No one would ever assume that was that, real. That's what I was talking about doing with this little Tower of Pimps. It would be funny if I... If my savings was some crappy thing right. on my desk that nobody knew that was... That gets was, passed around from person yeah. to person every week. But I, I, at the time, and this is, this is my previous career, I thought it'd be funny, so I priced out what that would be. At the time, a gold bar, like you see in the movie, was $140,000. I had no idea <laughs> it was that much. I was like, oh, well, that's a, that, that would be a funny joke. I'm never going to do that in my life. Yeah. Um, and that was years ago. I don't know what that would be worth today because gold has gone up like 5, 6x since then. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, like I'm reading here, it was Germany I was thinking about that wants to repatriate their gold reserve. The New York Fed Bank has 23% of the world's gold bars. It has uh, Germany's gold reserves as well as the Netherlands and a bunch of European nations. It would be wicked to work there. 23% of the gold bars in the world are in one bank. <laughs> That's the plot to the third Die Hard movie. It is, isn't it? Wow, thanks, Kyle. Kyle on the spot over there. Um, I was going to say, if, if you're going to rob a bank or if you're going to rob something, that's the place you rob. You wouldn't get anywhere. Duly noted. I, I mean, no, you wouldn't do that. That's an <laughs> awful thing to say or even think of. Can, can you easily destroy gold? What do you mean destroy? Like, could you release something in yeah, there in a that, pit of lava. that, like, dissolve gold or, like, ruin gold? Heat? Yeah, but you can, you can heat gold and it's still gold. Yeah. Mm. Like, chemical reaction that makes it not gold. I don't know. And I think it's uh, it's non-reactive, isn't it? Oh, it's not. Okay. I, I I think. Fair I play. have no idea. It'd be it'd be, you know, colossal if you could just ruin an entire gold supply. It's just like, oh, this isn't 
worth anything now. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would fuck up the world economy. Yeah. That's like some supervillain shit. That's like the plot to like a James Bond movie. <laughs> would, all the, uh, would all the other gold become really valuable? I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's like you buy a bunch of gold and to make it valuable, you destroy all the other gold. <laughs> I think that's actually, totally like a, like a superhero I think movie. Actually, that's the plot of Goldfinger. Goldfinger, yeah. That's the plot of Is Goldfinger. It? Oh, Goldfinger? Yeah. Oh, He's trying to, I think, trying to blow up Fort Knox or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're out of time. We've got to wrap this wait, up. Wait, wait, I've got to get some facts here I want to go over real some quick. Some facts? The fact so, check portion of the podcast. Oh, For the it. first time in five years, we're doing facts. This is fucking weird. Okay, so the this is from the U.S. Uh, Mint.gov website. It's facts about Fort Knox. I was trying to look up how much gold bar would cost today. Amount of present gold holdings by the U.S. is 147 million ounces. That's what they own. Only gold has been removed for small quantities to use to test the purity of it. Uh, the gold is held at a book value of $42 per ounce. That's what the value of the U.S. gold reserves are set at, at $42 per ounce for whatever hundred million ounce I said. The, that's the book value. The actual value of gold today is $1,200 per ounce. And we're holding it at a value of $42 per ounce. What does that mean? What's the difference? That's probably when we put it in the reserve. It was. It probably went for so that's what book value is. So it's like that's what it's accounted for. How many ounces is the gold bar? It's an accounting term. So you have book value of something, and then you have the market value of something. So what's the math there? Is it how much money is in there? So let me do the math on the book value versus what it's we, Our gold reserves are worth 30 times what we say they're worth, basically. Hmm. Our accounting for what our gold reserves are worth, if we sold all the U.S. gold reserves today at market prices, assuming we get all market prices for all the gold, which we couldn't, it would go up 30x. Yeah, I mean, once you start selling that volume of gold, you think you drive the price of gold down significantly. But that's it's, a huge discrepancy. That's a huge discrepancy. It's interesting when you hear about a company just selling. Imagine a country just selling like that. America just sells. Sell all its gold? Yeah. $3.2 billion. So how, much, how much, Did you say how much money that is? You just look confused. I'm trying, I'm trying to look at it. <laughs> it looks like million. It's 176, 400,000 millions. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Wait, what? Do it again? Millions? So that's $176 trillion of gold. So that's what it's actually worth, or is it worth 40 times That's that? what it was. We have 147 million ounces. Market price today was about $1,200, like twelve fifty. So 147 million ounces, I did 1,200 times 147, I got 176,400. So 176,400 times a million. You could climb to the moon on that. Yeah, you so could. So that's 176 trillion? Trillion dollars yeah. of gold that we have. But we're holding we're rich. It. America. <laughs> but we're holding it. Hold on one second. We're holding it at a value. A <laughs> we're holding it at a value of 40. 6 trillion. <laughs> it was like, yeah, because six times. I think we're solving the U.S. debt crisis by like a factor of like we had 80. it all along. That's it's like did nuts. we look between the couch cushions? Because we have the money there. So if, if you were selling such large volumes, the value of gold would be changing as you were selling it, right? Right. Could you just be like and have it all at once, or would you have to do it in stages? You'd have to find people to buy it, and then as they're buying it, it's getting cheaper and cheaper. Oh. My joke got a little more expensive. A gold bar today would cost approximately half a million dollars. Holy One fuck. gold bar now is worth half a million dollars. You, you gonna do it? How much does a gold bar weigh? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Are you gonna do Five hundred thousand divided by four hundred. Holy cow! So like four hundred ounces is what a yeah, gold bar. Yeah, it's for you. Got it right. It's four hundred ounces. Yeah. Does anyone keep keep gold inside themselves? Fillings. People have yeah. teeth. Gold you teeth? have fillings. 
But can you, like, is there anywhere in your body you can just store something? Like if you get a spleen out. You can, can shove you put, it up your anus. Can yeah. you put gold there? You could, you could replace your hymen with it. We're back on Wednesday with another episode of The Patch. There's a sale in the Australian store. Oh, there's a sale in the Australian store. We did a video for the for Australia Day. Yep. Uh, so if you live in that part of the world, uh, enjoy. How much yeah. gold do you have? Uh, and we'll see you on Wednesday for another episode of The Patch and next Monday with another episode of RT Podcast. Bye, I love you. Bye.